0: what's going on everybody it is coach greg adams back in here let me scoot over with another youtube live stream shout out to the coach gang
1: and that's how's my
0: vocal sounding for being in here being involved and being active on this youtube channel new, 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 new world indeed for life, for life. and welcome to the wake up show part of the free agent lifestyle podcast here on the free agent lifestyle channel you in here with the bruce wayne of this ish the gang of content the speaker of truth yours truly the Notorious One, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Lini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Jadamas. You in here once again <laughs> with the author of The Free Agent Lifestyle and The Evolution and 52 Things. And the upcoming book is coming, guys, at the probably about the middle of the end of the year, the middle of the end of the year. The Blue Chip Mindset. That book is coming, guys. It's coming. And we're working on it, man. Appreciate you.
1: And that's you.
0: So anyway, we got a great show today. Blue Chip Mindset, episode number 59. But we only talk about women. Yes, indeed. The Blue Chip Mindset, where we get our money on our mind and our mind on our money. Plus, plus, we will mix in a little bit of that female effery. Absolutely. We will do that. But listen, the 59th episode of the Blue Chip Mindset. And um, I think later this week or this evening, we're going to do the second version of the blue chip mindset i said i was going to add another one and we're going to do that yes indeed despite the fact the attendance is going to be low but we got a great show lined up for you today we're going to talk about soul crushing corporate life and corporate politics from plantation to corporation oh you guys are ready for this and listen let me just say something right now y'all ready for this let me just say something I know there's a lot of brothers that watch me you're on your job right now. You're on your job, but I should tell you something.
1: This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area.
0: Indeed, so you guys are right now locked into your job with your headphones on sniggling, all right, waiting for human resources to come down the uh <laughs> wait for human resources to come down and uh see what you sniggling at. <laughs> Listening to Coach Greg Adams. Soon as he comes down, you flip it. You start listening to Eric Thomas. All right, the hip hop preacher. Right, shout out to you, Eric Thomas. But uh, yeah, you know you. And here's the deal, man. We're gonna talk about the effects of the plantation to corporation mindset. And we did a little bit. If you missed this last night, we went in for about. I went in for about thirty minutes of impromptu about corporate culture. And I figured today we could make it a little bit more cleaner, meaning that. It was impromptu. I didn't prepare for it. A lot of brothers was sniggling and they was going to get hurt. They was like, coach, you hurting me because you're describing exactly the corporate culture, corporate, corporate culture that is uh, so prevalent in our society. And we we don't realize this is a modern convenience from plantation to corporation. We're going to talk about it. A woman wrote an article about how the corporate mindset, how the corporate structure resembles the plantation, the complicated structure of the plantation and why that mindset does seem to strip you of your soul. Yes, you sell your soul for corporate life. Yes, you do. And uh I just want to say a lot of brothers watch us and sisters. Sister, a lot of you guys watch us. We're not putting you down. We're not calling you any of these things. We really appreciate you watching. We're not t- calling you slaves. What we're telling you is there's a lot of new people that are trying to find their way in life. And so, We tell them what what their options are. Not a lot of people are given options when they ask you when you're young, what do you want to be when you grow up? Remember those things? Oh, I want to be a corporate lemming or I want to be a police officer. Many of the things that young kids were offered in our generation were basically just one job and one job, one one paycheck, and it should be able to support a family. We know this to not be true, right? Um, So when we say this here and uh, people are going to be definitely sticking up for their corporate life, it's not all bad. It provides a good, stable income. It provides a paycheck. If you're not very savvy, savvy as an investor, it does offer you opportunities for retirement. Although. uh, The pension system has been canceled for many, many years. Many jobs did get offer pensions, but a lot of these pensions and these corporations went bankrupt. Thus, um, one of the things that corporates corporations cut were pensions all right because they were not uh, able to support people along with that support people as, as they live longer lives along with that they also cut loyalty out so no longer could you depend on one corporation to give you your 25 25th anniversary watch or your 20 50th anniversary cigar or whatever it is they they, they no, longer, no longer could depend on that so when you're joining corporate culture what you're also joining is although they provide you with stability in a one-stop shop what you're also joining is job hopping okay job hopping is very prevalent in our culture we have websites monster.com linkedin and these sites offer people an opportunity to job hop because there's no loyalty right or we call it job hopping (laughs) but if you missed it but, but if you missed my impromptu speech on um corporate culture it was more comedy than anything but it was relatable comedy go ahead and check it out it's on the stream yesterday but look Without further ado, I'm going to roll. Oh, I should get a trigger warning for the people who work in corporate jobs right now. You guys are going to be irate. You're going to find this show reprehensible. All right, You're going to find it reprehensible and despicable. All right. You're going to say, what is this, coach? What do you think you are? Just because you are a YouTuber, you're just a weak YouTuber. Um, Yes, I am. And I don't have a job, though. So I, I, listen, you got a leg up on me. I'm unemployed and I don't have a job. But I did start a business and I've been self-employed since 2012 which is going on my 11th year. Previous to that, I was a college basketball coach, albeit successful at one point and unsuccessful at another point, but that's just how the college, that's how coaching goes. And uh, that has a corporate structure to it as well. Um, It's half corporate, half kind of like a loosey-goosey entrepreneurial because you can make your own money, you can rise up fast and all of those things by job hopping or, you know, you have a good season, you can ride that out to another contract so there is a corporate life, and I have worked in some sort of corporate settings as um, passing through, in, in job times when I was unemployed. So I know about the corporate culture. I also, had my mother work in corporate culture, like she was a corporate person. My mom is a corporate woman, strong and independent. Yes, and um, she worked in corporations since, dude, high level. Some of the high levels. When you think of when you think of corporations, my mom probably worked for one, right? Uh, that one. All right, I'll I'll throw out a couple of names, Microsoft. All right, so I'll just say that. All right, people are gonna be looking her up, but um, yeah, she's worked for the big ones. She's worked for the big dogs, uh, people that are listed in in the stock exchange. We're gonna talk about money today, though. Uh, but to let your verse voice be heard. Trigger warning. Dollar sign C G A live on the Cash App. Coach Greg Adams TV, um, on Venmo and PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. That is linked to the top of the live chat in the free agent lifestyle channel. That's how you donate. That's how you let your voice be heard. You cannot super chat. You cannot super chat on that channel for the new people that are watching. But you have to subscribe in order to let your voice be heard in the live chat. Yes, you have to do that. Or you can just stay quiet. Or you can leave the stream. Also, to PayPal, to us, to PayPal, to super chat. The traditional way. Go to the Notorious CGA channel over there. New, 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 new world order. Okay. Um... What are we doing here?
1: New, new, new,
0: new, new world order. We already got problems with the stream. Oh, man. What is going on here, man? Leave it to them. Leave it to them. They already just trying to snipe me out. You see what I deal with over here? You see what I deal with? New, 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 <laughs> new, new, new world order. Do me a favor. Hit the like button on this stream. Hit the like button since they already messing with me. All right. The people that are watching this show already, I'm not even talking about anything controversial. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, I'm not. All right, so uh, let's get it to the topics of the show and uh, earlier contributions. Albert Wesker says the LSU titillated juices then will blame Jermaine. You already know it.
1: it and it's all Jermaine food. It's all
0: Jermaine Jermaine's fault. And she had brothers outside starving like it was a food pantry. She'll break records when she starts her OnlyFans. Yeah, that's
1: brothers starving. Oh, my goodness.
0: She's going to break records. And right now, she's we're going to talk about her. Um, her name slips my mind at the moment because I don't see it crawl cross, crawling across my screen. But we're going to talk about her. She's recently gone under some pressure here because a lot of her fans, her fanatics from her social media, are coming to her uh, gymnastics event and they're calling, causing a disturbance. There, they, she can't, and, and this goes to the subject matter that we talked about yesterday. Young women are going. They're, they're, they're at the prime of their physical beauty. There's no doubts about it. They can sell it. They can sell it when cotton and corn won't. You can say, oh, older women are better looking to me. To you, you like saggy waggies. But the vast majority of people are going to be attracted to younger women. And this woman's breaking records for gymnastics events. It's crazy. Shout out to Albert Wesker. Also says Wisconsin volleyball fumbled the bag by not monetizing. Yeah, it's it, that was a tough thing to do, man. Wisconsin volleyball could have actually took that across the finish line. But hey, you know. They want to be future judges. Henry Resilient says corporate life is not bad, but you have to know how to maneuver, which is political, right? We're going to talk about the political structure. There are traps and pitfalls men must be aware aware of. And I speak Bok Bok as needed. Yeah, you do. And you're going to have to learn Bok Bok. You're going to have to learn chicken Bok, guys, if you want to work in corporate. All right. It's called word salading. It's called putting in corporate. Jar- it's called corporate jargon. You're going to have to learn this chicken mock We'll tell talk- you we're talking right here. All right. JJ Frost, young athletes are expiring daily. The you know who no, 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 no. says it could be due to climate change. But we all know it was the you know what. All right. You know, I can't say that. Not yet. Expect more bodies to drop this year. Man, my man, the undertaker. My man coming in with the Undertaker. He tombstoning people. Uh, Nate Vitt says, last night you talked about IP uh, being created by workers and owned by the bosses. One of the most best examples of this is the story of Tetris and Russia, which I don't know specifically. You might have to fill me in. Is it the video game Tetris? I've heard some stuff about that as well, but um, I'm not sure. But we were talking about intellectual property and explaining some misconceptions about some stories you might have heard of. And specifically it was Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison, right? So there's story going around about that, but we also talked about and discussed what intellectual property is in that if you work for an employer, you, whatever you create, whatever you create, you could create the damn, you could create the secret sauce, to cure the cure to cancer. But if you're an employee, it's the employee's intellectual property, almost exclusively, almost every time. So, Uh, Same with Dr. Dre when he worked for death row, whatever he created, if he did not own the masters death row owned the masters, therefore it was death rows, intellectual property created by Dr. Dre. Hopefully you get credit sometimes with your intellectual property. So if you do end your employment, you didn't get screwed. You left your intellectual property with the employer. Period. Anyway, (laughs) that's how it works. This is one of the traps of corporations. If you are a very creative person and uh, you choose to uh, take the paycheck but give up your freedom and your intellectual property to corporations, whatever you create, that's what you chose. You chose that. That's a choice. Remember, Kanye said slavery was a choice. He didn't say it exactly like that, but it was paraphrased as that. Well, you chose that, and thus this is the result. You can't change it midstream or after the fact. Okay, you can't change it. All right. Somebody says, same thing, but 3M and posted. Yep. Somebody create the posted. Oh, look what I created. Oh, I guess we own that now. Thank you very much. Here's your $3,000 paycheck. Meanwhile, they made, meanwhile, 3M is like,
1: I'm ready. All right.
0: Some things we got to accept without getting emotional. Remember, Deion Sanders says, my emotions are not qualified to make decisions. All right, I'm qualified to make the decisions. If you want to just wrap everything in an emotion and just, oh, that's not No, it's true. People do sell out. People do sell out. Leo K says, I'm reporting this stream and filing a complaint against you to the Human Resource Department at the Coach Greg Adams channel. And um, where are the ladies of the Human Resource? Uh, here they are. Here's the ladies of the Human Resource Department. Shout out to them. And this is who you'll meet, obviously, when you work in these corporate settings. Yes, the Human Resource Department. At your company, boy, I tell you, these are some fantabulous human beings. I tell you right there. Look at these people. All right. Look at them. They're families, women, primarily women at that. And if you know the, don't know the history of compliance, human resources, if you don't know how the history of how those came to be prominent in corporations, you don't know ish. They're the reason they pretty much run the corporations. All right. Human resources run because they're essentially the police. They're the compliance department, the police department that works in the corporate structure, and they police even the middle managers, senior managers, and CEOs. Stony Montana, shout out to the Yob Mob. We got you in here. Oh, we got a whole bunch, Daniel. But thank you for the support, by the way. Daniel McGee, shout out to you, CGA, and thanks for showing me a different way to live my life besides the plantation. Let me hear that, Chicken bok. All right, what well, J uh, Rome CGA? I enjoy the blue chip mindset series as much as your normal streams. I've been going through, um, I've been going through on the corporation plantation this week. Okay, you've been going through it. I think you missed that, but shout out to you. You've been going through it as most people do on the corporation plantation. But I'm pushing through it until I can retire at 45. Hit it. All right, Midwest finest says rumor is that Vince is selling wwe to the saudis and we saw that coming didn't we yes we did
1: oh my god i
0: definitely saw that coming all right but uh he's trying to get out of the um public setting public sector so he can do what he wants to do that's all he's doing here but he got he's so he's selling out that's all it is glassy beat. looking forward to the blue chip mindset book yes me too flash says not back at my job yet Only going back in two weeks. All right. So you got you got a two week break. Rex Gatling. We got some people contributing. I'm Quit my job coach three months ago. Now making metaverse apps for a living. Keep pushing, brother. All right. A lot of people are scared to leave the plantation. I mean, the corporate lifestyle. A lot of people. One of the toughest things to do is leave that plantation. People will talk you out of leaving it. They will talk a slave from running away. Don't run away. How you, you don't know how to read. Where are you going to get this? Where are you going to get work? How are you going to survive? Where are you going to eat? Massa gives us all of this. You're going to leave all of this? Yes. Some people choose to leave. And, and that process is very, it takes years to recover from that process. All right. So it's not an instant. Shout out to North South. The only corporation I'd work for is the U.S. military. And shout out to you. Shout out to all the military brothers in here as well. I'm going to do, let me check Venmo. Uh, I don't want to get too far, but what the hell <laughs> they make me... it be. You ever, you ever go to a website and this is done intentionally, by the way, you ever go to a website, <clears throat> by the way, they monitor everything. You go to the website and as soon as you pull up the website, you, it, it gives you a second as it pulls up and you put your mouse and you're about to click something, but it loads up the last second, right? When you're about to click, it moves up and you click something else. All right. Do you guys notice that that is done by design? That is intentional. It's like they loaded that shit up and they knew where you were going to click and they wanted you to click somewhere else. And as soon as the damn page load up, soon as you move your mouse, soon as you about to click it, something else, it gives you another option. It moves up like that. That's intentional. <laughs> that is on purpose. That is not an accident. They know how they know they, they study you. This is what we're going to talk about. Corporations. They study your behaviors. And they say, most people let the, most people let the page load up for this amount of time. And they click on this button in about two seconds. So they know that shit. And then when it hovers over that button, they know it's about time where you're about to click. And as soon as you're about to click, it moves up. Boom. (laughs) And then you click to something else. And you're like, what the? There's a software for that, for all those people in tech. We need to tell you guys. Um, Most everything we're doing is recorded, analyzed, and used against you. This is why things are called free. This is why social media is free. This is why you can opt out by paying for things instead of getting the free version. But most people are normies. They take the free version and don't realize that you're the commodity, not the social media. The social media is a means to record you, meaning recording you through your phone, through the microphone that you give the app permission to recording your pictures, recording your contacts, give us access to your contacts to use this. app. Why do you want contacts from my, I just want to use this app. Why do you need my contact uh, contacts? See, somebody says, never do the trial version. These are all things that they know most people will do. I'll just do the trial version. I'll just do the trial version with 50 emails. I'll just do this. I'll just do that. And then they're recording you. And they're analyzing you and they're using ways to make their product better. This is makes you the what commodity data, 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 data sales. So never think you're getting a damn thing for free out here. What they're doing is actually recording you constantly and they're they're finding ways to sell to you. All right. There's another thing that I just I can't remember what app I use, but I always go to it and I buy something there. And then here comes something that pops up on the screen. Soon as I finish buying, they're like, Do you want a free magazine subscription? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? What the hell? Mm. All right. So, um, anyway. All right. Uh, we got Kevin W says great blue chip mindset topic. I'm starting to loathe the constant meetings. Yes, most of which is just what did you do today? What are you gonna do? Add block any blockers. I don't know what that part means, but he says a lot of my coworkers who are fun to work with are normies. I will have to set up a coaching call with you regarding my YouTube channel. I appreciate you, brother. And here comes the people with all the solution. Clear, clear your caches, clear your cookies. Yeah, I mean, that's a full-time job by itself. <laughs> Come on, man, look, we know that. But I, we want to thank you. We're not making fun of you. But people are telling you how to get around these things. But again, you wake up in the morning. You just want to go to the website. You don't want to go to your cache and your cookies every week. (laughs) Clear that shit out every day. Let me clear out my cache, my cookies. Let me get this ad blocker. Okay. You know what I mean? See, here we go. Buy a water from this and that. Filtering this. All right. Thank you for all the. We really appreciate you. Run incognito. Clear your history. Okay. All right. uh, Centaur Sam says, coach, your description about corporate life last night had me sniggling at my corporate job and my coworkers looked at me Martin Luther Lee I appreciate you there guys uh yeah man yeah i if you missed that part if you missed that part you guys got to go check it out we'll we might talk about it a little bit uh later last one we got two more and then i'll get going here yeah we got the nord we got the vpns run we we got all these things here and of course it's just another step and it's not a free step you know, it's not a free step. You got to pay for these things. Most people don't want to pay for these things. All right. Anyway, Spike Spiegel, I work at a steel plant and you would not believe how blue-pilled and lost in the matrix my coworkers truly are. Most of the time, I don't speak to anyone, which could be problematic to you, which could be problematic to you. That, that may not be the best strategy. You know what I mean? Because what you'll do is you'll go, Hey, I just won't talk to anybody, but people then will look at you and they'll cast you out to the side and prevent you from rising ahead. So it's tough, but I get what you're saying. He says, I just do my work and go home. It's safer the, It's safer that way. Um, watch what you say at work. Watch what you say at work. Okay, here we go. And we have one more, then we'll get on to the show. Sorry about this, but yeah, we got to acknowledge the supporters of today's show. Uh, let's see here. Please don't say my damn birth name. It's OMG. <laughs> Appreciate you. Shout out to OMG Entertainment and Mr. OMG, the Blue Chip Mindset Series 111 11. Shout out to the coach gang and the Blue Chip Mindset family. Use corporate America to your advantage to start your own self-employment and business and build your investment. Social security number and 401k will be a thing of the past. I think so, too. Companies are removing the majority of jobs with I. A.I. tech, especially chat GPT, which is booming right now. Look up your career and jobs to see if they'll be in demand in the next 10 plus years, but always have a job. And he says, hope. I think you meant job hop, but always job hop every three to five years, especially if you aren't receiving promotions and a raise. I agree with that. Corporate America does not love you or care for you just as the princess You think that loves you. You're a blue pillar. He says, build your network, social medias, and with your skill set, God bless and enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you for that one. OMG Entertainment. I always tell young men, um, if you're under the age of 28, two to three years, maybe three to four years at best with these corporate jobs, jump. Okay. Then what you'll do is you'll use your knowledge, your leverage for the next job to be able to, you'll, you'll rise up faster in many cases, not in all. In many cases, doing that in this culture. It's not the old school way. Don't let the boomers tell you to sit there for 10 years. Okay, Mm. These companies do not have loyalty to these companies. These companies have no loyalty to you. Matter of fact, if you died, they'll have somebody doing your job in less than a day. They don't care about you. They'll act. They'll forget about you. Oh, let's have a moment of silence for this goofy job guy. And then all of a sudden you'll be they'll give you your and they'll be back to work. They won't skip a beat. <laughs> they won't even skip a beat. Okay, let's get into the show. We got the first topic up for grabs, and not everybody has this information here. Appreciate the tech guys for telling me how to have uh, trade-offs. Doom and gloom, Kosher Damas is back at it. Let's go through this one. This could be quite lengthy, but we got a lot to share with you here, gentlemen. We are not the experts in this, and I'm not a social I am not a um, economist. I am not a stock trader. I'm not giving you financial advice. But we've been telling you this for a while. We've been telling you that Silicon Valley, the tech sector, and in general, corporate America will be laying people off like crazy. This article appears here in CNN Business, and you know, no, 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 no. Silicon Valley layoffs go from bad to worse. We've been telling I've been telling you this is going to happen a year ago. I was like, boy, we're heading into tough times. And of course, I took the best route um, and it was predictably here we are. Okay, so here we go right here. Amazon is cutting more than 18,000 jobs, nearly double the uh, 10,000 that was previously been reported and marking the highest absolute number of layoffs of any tech company in its recent downturn right here. This was Wednesday. Amazon joins a massive amount of other companies that are laying people off. Amazon announced the layoffs. Cloud computing company Salesforce said it would be axing about 10% of its staff. And then um, right here, Vimeo is cutting 11% of its workforce. And guys, I want you to know they've already been cutting staff. So this is additional cuts. The following day, digital fashion platform Stitch Fix said it planned to cut 20% of its salaried staff after having cut 15% of their salary staff last year. Okay, so a lot of people choose these jobs because basically you can basically just show up, mail it in, um, you know, follow the thing, follow the steps, work 30% and, and, and just goof around for 70% doing corporate culture and all of this stuff. So these are the things that happen when you go this direction, right? So this is the insecurity of choosing corporate life. The insecurity is that. In an economic downturn, you will be laid off quickly. Meta, Facebook, all of these people, people are calling soft jobs laying off like crazy. Laying off like crazy. Um, let's talk about this. The 10 worst performing stocks of 2022. Some of you guys are investors. You're heavily invested in the stock. Some people don't invest in the stock market. Some people use what we call like moderate investments with moderate returns, modest returns, and you're totally happy there. Some of you have just for 1Ks, and you allow the corporation to control what you invest in, more or less. But the 10 worst performing stocks of 20 and 22. Let's take a look at this slideshow. If you haven't been looking and paying attention, pay attention. New, 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 new world order. Beyond Meat. 2022 return, minus 81%. Lord have mercy. 81%. We got adverts here. Twilio, never heard of it, minus 81%. Roku down 82.2%. My goodness, CureVac, Biotech, 82.4%. We also have Wayfair, 82.7%, Bed Bath, and Beyond. That's where your woman goes shopping for nothing, 82.8%. All right, far tech, far fetched, and then rounding off Coinbase, and obviously. Crypto took a hit, 86%, 86%. And the real, real, isn't that where they buy those luxury goods? Yeah, fake, fake purses, fake handbags, 89.2%. Wowzers, bloodbath. And not only that, you also had companies like Carvana, whose stock dropped. This is reporting here on, um th- this was December 25th, 2022. Carvana stock dropped almost 100%. In 2022, what's the forecast for 2023? I don't know.
1: I'm
0: oh, it's used goods. Okay, I'm not sure. Oh, um, it sounds like they're gonna file for bankruptcy. Right, that's what they're headed to. But bankruptcy is, you know, it's a business strategy. What about the best stocks? What stocks gave the best return? Oddly enough, it's the things that you might hear negative things about. In the media. So we hear positive things about tech. We think tech is dominant. Sometimes techs have dry spells, and 2022 was a dry spell. Let me just give you an example Tesla down significantly year to date, 65%. That is pretty significant. All right. Amazon down 44%. And you had Facebook get wiped out, not wiped out, but they got torn up 26% fall overnight. And they've been struggling to gather a little bit of ground right now. So let's go to the best performing stocks, just in case you wanted to know. And they're normally related to, I want you to, I want, I want you to think, I want you to think, I want to see if you know what stocks potentially, what sector of the, let me see if I can go full screen. What sector do you think performed the best? What sector do you think performed the best? And, um, you know, you can put it here. You can put it here and see if you know. Most of these sectors, you don't hear a lot of positive reporting on. You don't hear a positive reporting on. All right. Uh, Except for one. Yeah. Oh, boy, boy. Some people know. We got some people who know. All right. Look at that. Energy, oil, and of course, pharma. Well, pharma, you hear positive stuff about. But somebody said chewy. Energy, oil, and pharma crushed it in 2022. Let's take a look. Energy, oil, and pharma. I'm gonna say these are gonna be the three, and I've already previewed the list, but it is what it is. Pharmaceutical rhythm. Okay. Up, up, end of the year, up 191.8 percent. Next one, energy, Vista energy, oil and gas. Oil and gas that operates in Venezuela. There goes an ad. This is you're gonna see that a lot. Up 193.8 percent. Advert there. PBF Energy up two hundred and fourteen point four percent. Okay, we got transmed transmedics. This is going to be healthcare, health related. The stock is up two hundred and twenty two, two hundred and twenty two point one percent. Pharmaceuticals again, Madrigal, Madrigal, two hundred and forty two point five percent. Okay, Tidewater Oil and Gas Services. That's oil and gas, 244.1%. Tome PLC up, and this is going to be a UK-based refined oil shipping company, 266%. Pharma, Verona, up 288%. Here we go. We got the last two. We got tankers, oil tankers. Oh, my God. Refined petroleum. Scorpio. Shares rose 319.8%. And then the hospitality related to oil, it says right here, the company provides workforce, lodging, and temporary housing. And they were up 325.3%. As you can see, what's going on in the world here. So what you have to do, listen, I'm not telling you, do not throw your money over here based on what you just heard today. You know what I mean? They already made their. They already made their bed. Could they go higher? They could go higher. Could 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 tech recover? It could recover. Who knows? But you got to keep your eye on the ball here. It's what it is. Make your investments very very smart and intelligently. Let me go ahead and close a couple of these pages before it slows down my internet. Uh, you got to really think long term. You got to plan. You got to plan these things out. All right. Let me check on. Did I get Vimy? Venmo let me check on Venmo oh I got somebody that checked in last night we have Seth Rollins says the 1st Bucky's in Louisiana is being built in Ruston okay he says we go in places big places coach little dog step aside we going big time Larry leisure paying dudes grateful for the blue chip series building my credit limiting my social engagements and reading more 2023 is truly focusing on myself and done making excuses. Thank you, coach. Shout out to the coach gang. All right. John B. says, uh, corporate corporation culture is crazy. They try to drain all of your energy so you can't build yourself physically, mentally, and financially. Then they discard you when the numbers don't add up. Don't fall for it. Keep grinding nights, weekends, fellas as well. So we tell you, look, corporations aren't bad. We're not just... Pissing. We're not. Listen, it's going to sound like we're pissing on corporate corporate men today, but we're not. Um, We also t- we're going to talk about we're going to kind of tie it into women's mindset with corporate. Right. Why it's a plantation mindset. Why oftentimes when they brag to you, it's about some corporate bullshit, which if you d- understand corporate culture, you're not impressed. This is another layer to th- this is another layer to this argument where women say, well, I have a corporate job. And we're like, and. It doesn't, it doesn't make me look at you positively because you got a corporate job. Sometimes I look, I look at you and say, I know what mindset you have. You're probably not going to understand my mindset because I have an open mindset. It's not as, as restrictive as a corporate mindset. Another thing, you got to make sure that if you have a corporate job, you're building your other job as well. You're building another income stream as well. As we just showed you with the layoffs, you cannot depend on corporations to take care of you anymore. You cannot do it. They're not there to take care of you anymore. Much of the things that they used to provide to take care of you, they just don't do. They're not efficient at it. And then they will trim the fat. So if they trim the fat, then you're out and you're waiting for, oftentimes, I've seen corporate people lose their job and then they go in and they're waiting for another corporation to swoop in. And I'm like, what are you doing in the interim? They're just waiting. And a lot of times they're, they pulled out money from their 401k, their retirement. They pulling out they they're pulling out to survive because most corporate people are paycheck to paycheck. Honestly, they are. I mean, I don't know the percentages, but I would if I would guess the amount of people that are on corporate that are paycheck to paycheck, I would say 80. 80% of them. Meaning if they didn't get their check on payday, they'd be screwed. So with that being said, um, they be screwed for the rent that month. Yeah, they rent will be due.
1: You're Dude, motherfucker.
0: Now the mindset is the blue chip mindset. It's not only about money; it is about lifestyle, finances, and all of that. Not only that, your physical health, which sometimes people lose with corporate jobs because you're sitting down. We tell men you got to get up, stand up, move. Um, and 15, 20 minute breaks aren't going to be sufficient. You got to make sure you're getting up and moving. Not only that, you don't want to be rushing to your job every day. You want to take the time to do. I wake up every morning and I go to my home gym. And I do a series of dynamic static stretches and some core work and balance, maybe a little bit of step ups just to get going. Twenty five minutes. All right. That way I got it out of the way because I know I'm going to be sitting down for three hours. So you got to make sure you get those things in. And that's the blue chip mindset, because, yeah, wealth is cool, but you got to have good health, not only physically, but spiritually and emotionally. So you got to get those things in. And sometimes, you know, you wake up just in time. Rush, get dressed so you can get in your drive, commute or work in your pajamas with your telecalls and your health is being neglected. So watch out for that. If you are a corporate guy, don't neglect your health. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead on a limb and say your health is much more important because you're going to get drained and you're going to be you're going to be left out anyway. You're going to your health is going to lack. Dev says, what album do you play? When you need to focus on work, that's a good one. Speaking of corporate, yes, I hope they let you play a little music. And I tend to lean towards music that has instruments, live instruments, or people, now, it still has a a sense of low frequency, but I do, when I'm focusing, there's an album called Mint Condition. Um, Can't remember, it's their second album. I typically play that because they have live instruments, and you can play it all the way through. I don't have to stop and skip. I don't have to go on my computer and, you know, fiddle with the the, the little software that you're playing, Pandora, your free music from. So Mink Condition is one. Purple Rain by Prince is another one. NEO's Libra Scale is another one because they have live instruments and all of those things. Live instruments do feed you. This is why they say classical music is so good. Jazz music is so good to listen to because it refreshes you. It doesn't have lyrics to distract you necessarily, And you can play it all the way through. You don't tend to be like, let me skip back to my favorite song. And let me put a playlist together. You can play it straight through. Okay. Now, choose your own music. You don't have to choose the music that I like when I want to focus. Okay. Choose the music that you like. Anyway, we got, uh, hold up. What do we got? We got Double D Eaton. Pause. Coach Gang, let's get it. I appreciate you. And then Kirby ends up with Blue Chip Tuition. All right. Did I get all the super chats? I um, uh, I'll come back to the super chats. All right, here we go. Let's get to the story right here. Olivia Dunn, Olivia Dunn. This is for us to get a little bit of uh, you know, add an MF for the ignorant nicks to hear me. All right, so here we go right here. Uh, Olivia Dunn. If you don't know who Olivia Dunn is, she is the most famous flatback in the world right now you know what i mean listen it is what it is new 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 world order and trust me if you haven't heard of her and you don't think she's famous and she's not your type don't worry don't fret the rest of generation z knows exactly who she is all right your kids probably know if they're in anywhere in the middle class or suburban community and they have social media they know who olivia dunn is and cga does too i will fold her ass up like a love letter from the second grade as well Now, let's talk about why she's in the news. She's causing a stir. And I talked about her before when we talked about college athletes getting paid through what we call the name, image, and likeness. But what happened was because women obviously have a ability to monetize themselves via social media, they're some of the richest college athletes going right now. As you can see, according to the USA Today, new, 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 new world order women in sports, new jerseys. Olivia Dunn defines what college athletes can earn with NILs. I keep saying NLI, but it's NILs. Louisiana State gym- gymnast. Olivia Dunn is one of the most recognizable athletes on social media. Are you ready for this? Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? The 20-year-old. 20-year-old, and here comes the people that are calling me a metaphile right now. The 21-year-old college junior has 24 point, sorry, 2.4 million Instagram followers in TikTok and so forth and so on. How much does she earn per year? Are y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? How much does she earn per year? This is her in high school. This is her in high school signing to LSU. How much does she earn a year? Two points. For $2.3 million. I'm $2.3 million. Now, where does she earn that from, you say? (laughs) Okay. Where does she earn that from? Let's go ahead and give you all the details of how this works. Uh, Where's my article? Did I lose it? I had an article that I wanted to share on this. Looks like it's out of order. But anyway. Anyway. A couple of several companies have put things together plus her income from TikTok, Instagram, and probably YouTube ponies in $2.4 million. Three point. Yeah. 31, $31,000 per Instagram post. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see that? Let's go ahead and go down the scroll to it. This is how, this is how deep the game is. Look $31,000 per post value. So every time she posts, she's earning and, sorry, she's earning $31,000 per post. Mm. Y'all thinking this a game, guys. Y'all thinking thinking this is a game. Here's the thing. She doesn't have an OnlyFans because she's a college athlete, but I'm guaranteeing you, once she graduates from LSU, it will probably be an OnlyFans. I mean, come on. But she can't have one being at LSU, being a college athlete. That's going to be frowned upon. But she's probably losing money by the hour by not having an only fans and she might consider not even doing gymnastics anymore. She earns way more than she would do it, but I guess she has to do it for her NIL money. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. When we talk about women monetizing themselves, the she economy, the futurist female, this is what we're talking about. And what's going to happen is eventually she's causing a stir so much. So that says right here, This is an article here by the Daily Sun. I know I had another article up about her. That's going to explain some things. I don't know where it went, though. Maybe Maybe I clicked it off. All right. Okay. Maybe I clicked it off. But live it up. It says, Olivia Dunn teases fans with a saucy caption as LSU gymnast accused of trying to seduce her supporters. Okay. All right. Of course, she's trying to seduce her supporters. There she is, guys. Look, she's like this. yeah she making money hand over fist all right look you know she put her flat now that's a flat back that's all that's the definition of a flat back right there that's a photoshop too but anyway uh look at this woman right here she mad and irate tara is irate saying that she shouldn't be making this money so not only are men going what's going on old lesbians are like this is terrible for women's rights Mm. tara vanderveer says this is reprehensible look at tara Oh, you can't see what's going on, man. This is reprehensible. Okay, what kind of host am I? Okay, I'm not sharing it. Here you go. We sharing it. All right, let's go back here.
1: I'm red,
0: man. All right, there she is. You see her right there, titillating and sensational. You see it? All right, there she is. She making money, guys. This is the monetized woman. This is the new woman, right? This is the stuff that you know. Uh, the game guys they ain't they? They not? They not really. Uh, they're not really, you know, the top tier women, and this isn't just Olivia Dunn women in this echelon. If they have this look, they're able to monetize it. This is why nines and tens belong to the community. They're, they're monetizable right now. They for sale. They for sale in many ways, not just money wise, but yes, money wise. Okay. But there's Tara of right here. The old lesbian sound like, you know, the red pill guys, what's wrong with these simps? Tara says. Um, For women's rights, what these women are doing, these young female athletes, they're making money like this. It's bad for women's rights. This is what she's saying. Unfortunately, Tara, this is called empowerment. (laughs) This is called empowerment. This is empowerment for women, for young women. This is their means to get over top of men. This is their way to be able to say only the top 1% is for me. If you ain't the top 1%, if you don't have a yacht, a helicopter, and whatnot, trust me, guys, it's getting to that point. This is I can make my own money. I got my own money. i am focus on all my career. So I could focus on my career. Now, hey, look, y'all chose to take it that way. I'm not supporting it. I'm just saying if that's what y'all want to do, that's what y'all want to do. But, yes, they're going to be crying about this later. Not only that, we saw Bad Baby say that the men that she made $50 million on, they should be thrown in jail. Because she just turned 18. This is how it's going to go. So Olivia Dunn eventually is going to blame men. She's going to be like, oh, you guys are just, you guys, this and that. But she's going to cash them checks. So it says right here, this saucy caption, uh, and she's accused of trying to seduce her supporters that she's later going to blame for uh, supporting her, right? And then what's happening is, it says right here, teens flooded gymnastic meets to see TikTok star Olivia Dunn. And they called it, somebody called it scary and disturbing. This is as of yesterday. I believe their season opened up and um says right here, uh, LSU's gymnast Olivia Dunn spoke out after video of her fans' behavior in Utah went viral on social media. Okay, I know you guys want to be like, ah, she a, t- she a two, she ain't that good looking. She's causing a stir. And she had to apologize for the kids, the the kids, not just kids. It's probably with some old men there, too. She had to apologize for their behavior because it was a gymnast meet and there's some decorum being violated. And she goes here on People Magazine and she says, "Olivia Olivia Dunn asks fans to be respectful after they crowded outside the stadium following a meet. "Quote: If you come to a meet, I want to ask you to please be respectful of the other gymnasts and the gymnastic community as we are just doing our job." Okay, Olivia Dunn said on Twitter. So this is the world we're in, guys. This is the world we're in. <laughs> There's a lot of old men there, all right. Too, I would have been there, but I would have had, I would have had uh, touchable seats. <laughs> this stuff would have been touchable. I would have had, I would have had backstage premises permissions i'd have been able to get my hands up on them hits when i dip you dip we dip all right yes enough of this effery man shout out to you guys man let me get some super chats there's only a couple derrick choice says not sure if you covered it but ron jeremy the former ladies man is having a hard time with 30 grape allegations and suffering from dementia shout out to the max Mm. But yeah, I haven't touched on it, but I'm I actually touched on it earlier when the allegations first came out, but I haven't talked about it recently. He's now not able to stand trial due to his dementia. But this guy right here, he was fornicating like crazy. Now 30 women are coming out of the woodworks with grape allegations, of course. The world we live in. All right. Jacob L says, coach, all you have to do is chicken bob right here it is all you have to do is we had a a lot of that going on there we were talking about stuff via tech but understand that those things that you pay for have some things that 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 that, you know it's a trade-off it's a trade-off and not not a people not a lot of people i can afford to be able to do these things for security and try to knock off ads and use the brave browser and all these things but also it also violates the term of agreement for youtubers if you are a youtuber it kind of violates it when you find yourself to monetize it viol- violates the terms of agreement um as well and number two you also open yourself up to other things not all not all people are going to afford that not all people are going to be like let me get this and two hundred dollars on that five hundred dollars on this three hundred dollars on that just to surf the internet M- let me give you an example most people won't pay 11.99 to not get ads on youtube videos <laughs> okay hold on for a second most people won't even pay the eleven $1, ninety nine it takes to not get ads on YouTube channels, and they watch YouTube all day. Think about that. They won't do it, and you want them to pay two hundred dollars for this and three hundred dollars for that just so their cookies and cache won't clear. <laughs> Come on, you better. Get it. It's crazy. They gotta wait for the ads to skip, and then there's a non-skippable ad and a skippable ad. And they won't do it all. They won't do it or whatever it is. Ninety nine nine ninety nine. So you're telling them to do all of these other things as well. Most people don't do it anyway. Tout Noir says able to work three. Wait, able to work three six figure remote corporate jobs at once. Most jobs are full of useless meetings. Never stay at one more than three years. Just play the game, get the money and get the hell up out of there. All right. Anyway, b Mahogany says, so it was never about equality, rather sexuality. Smurfs will suffer. Well, we actually broke that down. We actually broke down how the sexual revolution integrated with the equality movement and how it led to confusion. Right. It basically invited the lemmings into the equality conversation because they wanted to be um, skeezers. You know, naturally, they wanted to be out here being uh, uh, defiled and being three o fours. And so then they got in behind the feminist movement via the sexual revolution. We talked about that. We won't break it down today. Ronnie. Ronnie Nesta says, thank you, CGA, for everything you do for me. All right. Appreciate you, brother. But there's nothing personal. I don't do anything personal for you, do I? (laughs) All right. Shout out to you, man. Let's get into this next one. Let's talk about uh, get back to this money. Let's get back to the money. It's about the money.
1: I'm ready, man.
0: Okay. Wells Fargo is getting out of the home lending business guys the sign of the time how many signs do you want how many signs do you want now Wells Fargo except for a certain sector and I want you to pay close attention this is why CGA is who he is new 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 world order (laughs) Wells Fargo getting up out of the home lending business what the hell is going on here Wells Fargo, once a mortgage giant, shrinks home lending business. Move comes weeks after 3.7 billion U.S. consumer watchdog fines. All right. So everybody knows these banks and people trust the banks, which is something I listen. I've been telling you about banks a long time and bankers. Shout out to my banks and bankers. But for some reason in America, people put a significant amount of trust in politicians and bankers. I don't know why. Why? I don't know why. Anything that comes from those two vehicles, I trust about 99% not trust. Like those two Those two people for sure, I almost exclusively don't trust anything they say. But you, on the other hand, no, my banker says, regard, my banker, <laughs> my banker said, if I keep paying down my mortgage, hold on. My banker says if I take out a second mortgage and take it out, $30,000, I can pay off my credit cards. Back. <laughs> right. I'm like, bankers, whatever they say or are attached to, I run the other way. I run the other way. I want nothing to do with what they doing. And politicians, the next. Them people, man, lie like 99.8% of the time. I'm not trusting anything. So when they tell me what to do and stay at home and put face condoms on, I'll be looking at their ass Martin Luther Lee like, man, I'm supposed to listen to you. You're the biggest liars out here next to lawyers, mm. paid liars. <laughs> I mean, so you guys are trusting people that you should not trust. You guys are the lawyers like, I'm going to get everything you deserve, every single penny. Bye. And I'm going to make sure you get full custody of your kids and I'm going to make sure you get his house and I'm going to make sure you ruin them. And then women sign up. Where do I sign up? I'll take all the money. And then they trust this paid professional liar. I mean, what do you do? You can't be you cannot be much of a normie than this. You trust bankers, politicians and lawyers. Soon as you say, well, the governor said. I put you automatically in normieville. You're a clown to me. <laughs> I mean you're essentially a clown. Well, Governor Newsom said, mm. I'm like clown. <laughs> anyway, that's that's eventually what I say because I can't trust you. I can't trust you as a human being. Like what? I don't care who what governor said what. I ain't trusting shit that he said. I don't care if he said the sky was falling. <laughs> what the hell? Anyway, Let's get into this. This is the blue chip mindset series. You do what you want with your life. I don't trust politicians and lawyers and or bankers, but shout out to you. Wells Fargo, a mortgage giant, shrinks their home lending business, but obviously not to everybody. Wells Fargo wants the number one player in mortgages. Mortgages. Can you guys see this? What have I been telling you about mortgages? All <laughs> right. Is stepping back from the housing market. Sign of the times, man. Sign of the times. Wait, sign of the times. Now, one of the reasons they are stepping back is because they've been exposed. All right. They got exposed and had to pay a lot of fines. But let's get into the key points of this article. Instead of its previous goal of reaching as many Americans as possible, listen. Listen closely. The company will now focus on home loans for existing bank and wealth management customers. Meaning rich people and who else? Borrowers in minority communities. You mean subprime lenders? <laughs> I mean, subprime mortgages. You mean dummies? You mean people that are going to make the dumbass moves just so they can look cool to their neighbors? All right. Yeah, this sounds like, <laughs> oh my God, mortgages. So they're going to their existing wealth customers, their wealthy rich customers. We'll still do your loan. Don't worry about it. We just won't advertise, but we'll also target minorities. Right? <laughs> Home loans at first mortgage, first mortgage, your jumbo loan is 15%. And then your second loan mortgage is at 30%. Yeah, we'll still do business. So they see what's happening and they're getting the hell up out of here, guys. They out. I- most of the most of the and they'll be back. They'll be back. But right now they know that the next year or two, that getting selling mortgages is not going to be big business because people aren't going to be buying. Uh despite the fact that, despite the fact that the prices might decrease uh significantly or slightly, we don't know yet. The the interest rates will still be high. They're they're still double. They're still almost double. Maybe they were triple at one point, but then they're gonna be double what they were two years ago. So even if the price decreases, doesn't mean anything. People aren't just going to jump on mortgages, and this is all speculation. Another shift will result in a fresh round of layoffs. Oh. Mm. Speaking of corporate mindset, uh, altogether, the shift will result in fresh rounds of layoffs for the bank's mortgage operations. Executives acknowledge, but they decline to quantify, quantify exactly how many jobs will be lost. Here we go, corporation, man. Corporation is a BI. So Wells Fargo's doing a little stic- stic- skedaddling and they're shuffling. So uh, let's see here. And uh, their stock price has then. I actually looked at their stock price uh, a couple weeks ago. Here, shares of Wells Fargo have lost about twenty four percent in the past twelve months. So they lost. There it is, right there. If you wanted to know about the money, always follow the money. Shares of Wells Fargo have lost about 24% in the past 12 months, compared with losses around 16% for the SP 500 index. So here you go. All right. They were pushing almost, you know, not almost double, but, you know, they were pushing a significant loss compared to the losses of the total SP. So, right there. So, with that being said, Wells Fargo's on sale right now. You know, yeah. here we go. Blue chip mindset, renting versus buying. This common conversation. That we have here. And of course, we welcome all opinions on this one. We don't say one's worse than the other. We just say sometimes what applies to one person doesn't apply to other. And we gave you a a lot of reasons of why things happen. And we don't put people down for buying. And we don't put people down for renting. It's all your own personal choice. However, we don't say this is the number one. This is the slam dunk. Like we don't say things like buying is an absolute slam dunk. We don't say things like that. We say some people do well buying and some people lose their ass. Some people do well renting and some people throw away money, but it's not an absolute. And we share that with you so you can make your own decision, because many times when you're younger, people will say, oh, you're you're throwing away money. Well, if I'm job hopping every three years and I'm moving every three years around the country, which I did in my 20s, every two to three years, I moved cross country three times. Buying a house would not have been beneficial, and during those years, it was between the years of 2006 and 2012. I mean, it would have, I would have absolutely been ruined. I wouldn't have not been able to hop on opportunities. Let me let's take a look at this post. You'll find this interesting. Make your own decision. You'll find this interesting. This is from an Instagram call, account called Personal Finance Club. When people talk about this particular issue, people get their panties in a bunch. But listen to this. Basically, he said home is a mediocre investment. What you will find in the data that we've told you is that people oftentimes who have homes, that's their only investment. Mm. It would be their only investment, their only real investment other than a 401k. This is the corporate mindset. And they'll say, oh, I made this and I did that and I sold, I flipped. Most of the time they lied. That's what they did. And even at best, it's mediocre. Let's see what it is. For most people, not all. Oh, boy, people get their panties in a bun. People get really offended about this con- conversation. But let's talk about it, especially now, because people are going to wonder, should they buy homes when the price decreases, when the market crashes? What, should, what are you waiting on? He says, personal finance club, wherever you live, is going to cost you a lot of money. When you buy your primary home, most of your money isn't going towards your investment. It's going towards total totally sunk costs, which I've been saying as well. So since I worked in real estate, I have a real estate license and mortgage. I've worked in mortgages. I see people sinking money and stuff that really doesn't, it's not going to return anything. So he's saying much of your investment isn't going to the house. It goes into sucking costs. And he says mortgage interest, the bank's going to get paid for the first decade. And we showed you the amortization chart here for the most, the first decade or so most of your payment is going to interest. The first 10 to 12 years of your monthly payments, the majority of it goes to the bank. It goes to very little of your principal. Everybody knows this, but everybody's so smart. Everybody knows this, but everybody's so smart. But you think that you made money. No, the bank made money, and it's without a doubt. Property tax, Uncle Sam's going to get paid every year. Even if you pay off the home, you still owe property tax. Maintenance, and thus you are subjected to but are always going to be exposed to um, situations of eminent domain. People in Maui were subject to eminent domain when they wanted to build a highway right through their houses and they had to move and they were forced to sell and the government helped them out. Maintenance, this is one thing that people do not talk about with houses. They talk about it. but They don't talk about the cost of it. They don't talk about the cost of it meaning they say hey I go to Home Depot I was at Lowe's I was doing this I was cleaning out the gutter. I was blow I was um I was uh you know I was doing this at my house but why don't that people include that in the cost of the house why don't people include that when you sell your house track how much you spent on your house right people don't do that they just say I just worked on my house well what did you get out of that, right? This is called sweat equity. This also says owning a house is not a passive income source. Even if you own several houses as rental property, they're not passive. When the tenant moves out, you have to do this stuff or hire someone to do it. And it says right here, those plumbers, electricians, contractors, landscapers, um, and handyman going to get paid. So is Lowe's and Home Depot. You're going to be spending every weekend in Lowe's and Home Depot. And don't forget and count. Don't forget to count the cost of that remodel you did. And if you don't remodel, you're a dumbass. All right. You're not going to sell your house very well. Most likely. Plus the new roof. Yes. Roofs. Uh, it says right here and the driveway. Let me show you. And we talked about this in case you're new here. In case you're new. We broke in all of this now. And let me see if um, let me see if you guys remember this. What? Is the common length in years a roof lasts? Typically, what is the length in years? How long does the average roof last on a house? Okay, let's go ahead and see if you can remember this. Let me see if you remember this. And uh the bankers are irate now. <laughs> bankers are irate. Let me see here. All right, so the low end, on the low end, 20 years. On the low end, it's 20, sometimes 15, sometimes 12. It just just depends on your house. But you're looking at around the 20-year mark, depending on when you bought the house, you're looking at replacing that roof. Some roofs last 50 years, and depending on what the material is made of, and the weather, sometimes if you live in Tornado Alley, your roof might get ripped off. I don't know. But yes, you can count on like 20 years that you're going to have to buy. Now, let's just say you moved in the house and um, on year zero of the roof, you moved in. On year 20, where's your income at year 20? You don't know, but it doesn't matter. That roof is leaking and it must be fixed now. Or you're going to have pots and pans around your house. You're going to have a problem with some uh, pests. Okay, so what what if you can't afford to do the roof replacement? What if you can't afford it? Because sometimes you're on a fixed income after 20 years. You bought the house at 35, at 55, you slow down. But now the roof, what is the cost of a roof? Anybody ever think about this shit, right? Average cost of a roof. Average cost of a roof replacement. All right, we'll talk about this. People don't think about this. I'm seeing uh, between uh, around $8,000, and that's a national average. I'm sure if you're in the... Coastal areas on the east or the west coast, this is going to be much, much more. All right. But they're talking about between five and and $12,000. All right. Significant cost that maybe you might not have in cash. And thus you have to put on your credit. Potentially you might have to take out a second mortgage. And thus now you're paying mortgage again. Some people have to refinance their home, take out the money, take out the money in a second mortgage, right? Pay off the credit cards or pay off the repairs. Guys, that stuff happens, man. Some people are saying 25K, 12K easily. All right. So there some people are saying 30K and a plus. Then if you got solar on it, I mean, guys, let's just call it what it is. This guy's actually going in and telling people the truth. And some people get their panties in a bunch. But but is he lying, though? And when I talk about this, am I lying? I'm not lying. I'm just telling you what is so because people don't know this stuff. People don't know. And then they'll still say, well, it's better than throwing money away on rent. Okay, (laughs) listen, we're not telling you that it's better or worse. We're not making that comparison. We're just telling you this investment that you think is significant sometimes is very modest. The truth hurts. We're not telling you it's better to throw the money in rent. What we're saying is be prepared for these costs because they're going to be there and you might not be knowing about it. You're not going to know it at first. What about insurance? The damn Geico Gecko is going to get paid. Realtor fees. If you're a buyer, you pay no realtor fees. But if you're a seller, be prepared to pay fees. Realty fees, escrow fees, title agent, broker fees. They're all going to get paid. People get paid off of this transaction. Many times they get paid more than you make off of these transactions in total. In total, these people make more than you've made in terms of what you've got from your house. And that's okay. But this is right here. Add another 20K or so to this bucket. Each time you move. Okay. And then he goes in a little bit more and compares the real estate. And we've done this. The average real estate returns in this past couple of decades in this generation has been 4%. The average return in the stock market has been close to 10%. So if you abstain from owning one house as a investment and you didn't own multiple properties, but you said, Hey, I made buck, And then the stock market did much better with no maintenance no hidden fees, no nothing. You know what I mean? So anyway, if you do want to own a home and it's your dream, make sure you don't allow a woman to decide your girlfriend or your wife to decide what house you get, because they're only going to look at it, not as an investment, not even as a modest investment, not even as covering the mortgage, not even these hidden costs. We talked about people who are very much displeased when they find out the realities of home ownership, but do not let your wife choose the house. This is a recipe. This is going to be how you get divorced. Okay. Mm. Do not do it because that's going to be what drives you into this. It's, it's going to take this modest investment and turn it into an absolute money pit. It's going to take this modest investment and turn it into an absolute money pit. Trust me, I've seen it happen and it's going to be kindling to your divorce proceedings. It's going to be. Children, number, number one reason why I'm dragging him through divorce court, children, house. Those two things will lead her to say, I need to cut you out of this life and I get a reward on the back end. Okay, now.
1: And that's you.
0: It's not black or white. And I want to just tell people, uh, buying house is not black or white. It's not just a, it's better than renting. It's That's a whole conversation. And sometimes it could be, Sometimes it may not be many times. Even in the end, you got very little return and you thought you did even on paper. You say, hey, look, Zillow says my house coach is five hundred thousand dollars. I made one hundred and twenty K. I bought it at three fifty and it's now five hundred. And I say, OK, you made one hundred and fifty thousand, but you didn't because you didn't sell it. So if you didn't sell it, you didn't earn anything. By the time next year rolls around. The property value might be worth 380 and you did nothing to decrease the property value. It decreased on its own. However, if you do sell, if you do sell the property, I'm going to ask you, what are you more likely going to do after you sell the property? I'll wait. What do you what are you most likely going to do when you sell the property? Tell me. <laughs> All right. What what are you going to do? I I already know what you're going to (laughs) do. What you're going to do is you're most likely going to buy another one. That's what you're going to do. You're going to plunk it right back down into another property. (laughs) Here we go. See, dude panties in a bunch. He says, bruh, why is coach so against home ownership? Did I say I was against it? I didn't say I was against it. I said most people don't know the truth about it. See, people get their panties in a bunch. Most people be losing their ass in the home ownership. 100%. A lot of people lose their ass. A lot of people get divorced over it. A lot of people, I just, I'm just waving the caution flag. I just wave the caution flag. These gums be getting their panties in a bunch. I've just told you facts upon facts upon facts. That's like you coming in here. Why does coach hate women? Why does coach wait hate women? And I gave you facts. Why does coach hate marriage? And I gave you facts, facts, facts. I don't hate marriage. I told you the reality of marriage. I don't hate women. I told you the reality of women. I don't hate home ownership. I gave you the reality of home ownership. What you're going to do is going to plunk it into another property. And then you're going to be back. Most people. Most people are going to be back in the same Boat, they were just getting out of. Now, the best thing you can do, the best thing you could do is use your logic. This is the blue chip mindset. We don't use emotions here. Why do I hate home ownership? I don't. I use logic to determine if it's the best value for me, maybe for you, if you ask me. But it's right here. I'm just telling you what it is. <laughs> yeah, people be hating on facts, hating on facts. I tell you what it is. Did I hate on it? Did I say don't do it? Show me the point where I say don't do it. I didn't say don't do it. I just said this, this, this and this. And is it true? Yes it is. But every individual make your own choice. But if you go in it without knowing these things, it's ignorance. It's ignorance. That's ignorance is your fault. Not th- just like I say, if you go into a marriage and you're ignorant about facts and then you When you get into it, you say, damn, I didn't know this. That's ignorance. I'm just giving you the facts. Take it or leave it. Anyway. Yeah, facts don't care about feelings. Facts don't care about feelings. Y'all in your feelings. Get out your feelings when you're talking to me. I don't deal with the feelings. I deal with the facts. Let's stay in here. Uh, Let's see here. Transitioning into our main event. Transitioning to our main event. Corporate jargon. We're going to talk about corporate jargon here in a minute. Let's see here. This woman is going to talk about twerking. She says twerking is a spiritual practice. Again, let's deal with the we did let's deal with the facts here. This woman, I don't know if you guys can see it on your screen. Oh, here she is. Twerking is a spiritual practice. See, this will happen when you get in your emotions, okay? Twerking as a spiritual practice. Let's listen to what this chicken box has to say. She all in her chicken box. Oh, I cut off the volume. What happened to my volume? What did I do? I muted it on accident. Let me see. Can y'all hear it? Why did I mute it? It says it's muted. I hit something with my thumb. Let me see if y'all can hear
2: it. is such a primal practice of releasing trauma and somatic blockages and emotions through our body, especially our hips. Mm-hmm. Our hips now we know is where we store emotions. Yep. So when you are twerking, when you're shimmying, you are literally releasing trauma, releasing stored emotions from your hips. When you're bending your knees, you're crouching on the floor, you're connecting to earth, you're connecting to the womb, you're restoring your energy. And that's why it's not even just an African dance, but in Middle Eastern dance, in Latin American dance, salsa mm-hmm. dance, bachata, every single dance form has some form of hip movement to it. This is also why zebras, when they're running away from a lion and they're about to get eaten, And they make it into the nick of time. They shake their bodies off, release the trauma, and they come back to homeostasis. So I started to realize that as I was doing this, I was healing myself through all of these generations of collective trauma that now we know with epigenetics is actually stored within our systems. And I realized that twerking, shimmying, undulating, shaking truly is a spiritual practice. And now I share it as much as I can.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, I I tried, man. I I tried to do my best. I know people are going to say I hate, you know what, relationships and houses and women and cars. I I hate everything. But this is where we are. This is what we're doing today. This is where we're going, guys. This is empowerment. This is what skeezers do as a pastime to come up with all kind of um, jargon, to excuse three or four behaviors, right? It's a mating call. Sometimes it's basically showing your, it's like the orangutan that shows their buttocks. I think it's the orangutan that has the the pink bottom, right? And they always display it. It's basically that it's a mating dance. It's like, come get this jelly. (laughs) Come get this jelly. Now we got zebras shaking off the lion twerking. It's the knees connecting to the mother. It's the baboon. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. It's the baboon. It's the baboon that shows their pink butt, their red butt, as a means to look at what I got. Okay. Now we're doing the knees connecting to the mother earth and the emotions are in our hips. Wow. Let's hear that again. Corporate jargon. All right. Let's hear it again.
2: Shaking. Shaking is such a primal practice of releasing trauma and somatic blockages and emotions through our body, especially our hips. Mm -hmm. Our hips now we know is where we store emotions. So when you are twerking, when you're shimmying, you are literally releasing trauma, releasing releasing stored emotions from your hips. When you're bending your knees, you're crouching on the floor, you're connecting to earth, you're connecting to the womb, you're restoring your energy. And that's why it's not even just an African dance, but in Middle Eastern dance in Latin American dance, salsa mm-hmm. dance, bachata. Every single dance form has some form of hip movement to it. This is also why zebras, when they're running away from. A- All right,
0: I got, a, I got a fair use. Number one, I see this nose ring 304, 304 paraphernalia. All right, this is this is 304 paraphernalia without a doubt. I see a big hoop earring. All right, the bigger the hoop, the bigger the 304. She's just missing the collar. Where's that black little collar that they wear around their neck? That's all she's missing. Now, let's take around this. Look at this one right here. The woman she's talking to. Now, now, what do we have here, brothers? Look at she has a serpent as earrings. The choker. This woman has a ch- two serpents as earrings. That's not the end of it. This woman has a bumblebee or a hornet or a wasp. Tattoo on the front of her neck (laughs) she has it look she got all of this real estate but she puts the wasp on the front of her neck and then she puts bad girl oh bad girl tattooed above her clavicle and then there's some script right here on the clavicle collarbone if you will lilith spirit remains the spirit of the jezebel is alive and well and now we're sitting here going twerking bachata african salsa dancing hips what are we doing
2: when you're bending your knees you're crouching on the floor you're connecting to earth mm.
0: what are we doing man <laughs> this is the witching hour what is going on with the world man you're connecting to the
2: womb. You're restoring your energy. It's over. And that's why it's not even just an African dance, but in Middle Eastern dance, in Latin American dance, salsa mm-hmm. dance, bachata, every single dance form has some form of hip movement to it. This is also why zebras, when they're running away from a lion and they're about to get eaten and they make it into the nick of time, they shake their bodies off, release the trauma, and they come back to homeostasis.
0: Mm. Man, I don't even know what to say. Listen. With the zebra, what does that have to do with twerking? So you're saying shaking off, shaking. You're just saying twerking is shaking. But homeostasis. Yeah, we got the we got the corporate jargon in here. <laughs> and she's talking to this uh bozo on the other side. We'll believe anything.
2: So I started to realize that as I was doing this I was healing myself through Oh,
0: not the healing myself.
2: All of these generations of collective trauma that
0: trauma. Everybody's always trauma. Everybody's got trauma.
2: Now we know with epigenetics is actually Epigenetics actually stored within our systems and I realized that twerking, shimmying, undulating, shaking
0: undulating
2: truly is a spiritual practice and now I share it as much as I can. You share,
0: what else do you share as much as you can? I have something I can figure that out by the way, anyway, boy, this is what we're talking about. sometimes, um, what will happen is we're gonna talk about corporations next after we do these contributions. Here's the deal. A woman at your job comes in and she says that shit. Now you hear this, you work at the job you've been not, you've been on the job for three years. You want to keep your job now the woman comes in and she says. You know, twerking is a spiritual connection. When I bend my knees, I connect to mother earth and I undulate and I, you know, spasm. And then my hips widen up and it's a way for me to release the trauma. You're sitting in the workroom, listening to this shit, <laughs> right? And this woman comes in and says, this is what I do. I go to Zumba and this is what she says she does. Now you are listening to this, like you ready to jump all over her ass. Like what the hell kind of reprehensible, despicable, conversation is this you are 304 you're the spirit of jezebel this is ridiculous guess what's about to happen to you the human resources office is about to come down right down to your office tap you on the shoulder and say i believe you're participating in some harassment you got lot you made you made a woman feel uncomfortable and she wrote your ass up but you got to sit there and you got to swallow it we're going to talk about that when we get to the corporate conversation here. But before we do that, let's go ahead and acknowledge uh, some contribute contributors, contributors, contributors to today's show. And we got Randy K. She looks like she got pretty feet. She says, good morning, Mr. Adams with a cup of coffee. I appreciate the cup of coffee. I think we should be meeting for a cup of coffee soon. All right. Excel Pro Services says hit the like button. Oh, man. Do we, do we need to get belly deli? We're going to need to get Belly Deli in here. All right. Hit that like button. Appreciate it. Julia says three females losing their home tried to move in. Whoa. Three females losing their home tried to move in. One thing I'm going to tell you again about homes. One thing I'm going to tell you about homes. When women buy homes and cars, they get torn up. (laughs) Okay. Okay. They get torn up, and I know this from experience. They get fucked Hit the like button or we're going to get belly deli, okay? And they buy, dude, I told you the story about this woman who bought this car. 19 years old. She bought a Hyundai, Hyundai Sonata. She bought it 84 months, almost 20% APR. 600, was it $600 a month? And she told me that shit I about fell out I about fell the hell out. I was like, what? I was like, that cannot be true. She was like, yeah. And she found out afterwards after the sale. And I'm like, brothers, yeah, y- dude, when they buy homes, they do the same stupid thing. Meaning, meaning. So I said it was a good deal. Meaning. What they'll do is they'll buy based on the kitchen Island, What they'll buy is they'll buy based on, Oh, I bought this little sliver of a town home. Right. And the town home, it's going to be tough to unload and it doesn't appreciate in value significantly. It, it just depreciates much slower than a single family residence. But what happens is the townhomes floor plan is not sellable. I, I, I was dating this girl went to her townhome, this townhome. I was like, what the hell is this? It had one bath, bed, one bedroom and two bathrooms. Yeah, no money down one bedroom and two bathrooms. And it was a two story. I was like, bruh, who the hell? (laughs) My question is, this is my question because when you buy real estate, you must think who's going to sell the real estate. Like, you got to sell the real estate at one point. My question is, who's going to buy this shit? (laughs) Like, who who are you? Who's going to buy this from you? That's what you have to think The he said the bathroom upstairs. Who gonna buy that? Like you're going to want to sell this and then you're going to put it on the market and people are going to come in the house and look at it. And they're going to be like, well, okay, who gonna buy it? It had a den. It had a den downstairs and a loft upstairs with, with the lip bruh. I was like, man, mm. <laughs> you know, but that's what women will do shit like that. And you go, And she probably got screwed on the mortgage. I didn't even ask her about the mortgage. I was just like, good Lord. Now, check this out. This is what your mortgage and car dealers look like when women show up to the scene. This is what they look like, just so you know, after you make the deal. This is what your mortgage officer and your car dealers do when women come in. Yeah, man they be like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, baby, I'm going to make you a deal of a lifetime. I don't give this deal to nobody else but you, baby. This deal is only for you. Yes, it is. It's only for you.
1: And that's you. This the
0: deal for you, baby. I got you. Yeah. As soon as she leave the office, he like she and I made that commission and I made them kickbacks. (laughs) Hell yeah. This is what happened. This is why you don't let your wife make no decisions. Oh, I met this wonderful car dealer. He's going to help me out. (laughs) <laughs> he gonna help me out <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness man he got in there he said yo I'm my man don't have to sell nothing the rest of the month he don't have to sell nothing the rest of the month he like thank god this woman came in so we always call women that come in you know if you sold cars um, if she brings if she brings a another male with her, she's bringing him in as second base. We call him the second baseman. So she's first base, he's second base, and oftentimes he'll crush the deals. If you're se- if you're a seller and a single woman comes in, but she brings another man with him, he's gonna more likely cause problems for you. You want to get the second baseman out of there, okay? You want to bring your father, the boyfriend, the neighbor, the dude she's screwing. She will bring second baseman in and. F your sell up. So uh, you got to watch out for that. Same thing with home purchases. It's the same thing. And I'm just telling you this as truth. This is not hate. All right. So anyway. Jermaine Tyrone. Yeah. If you if, even if you just sleeping with her, she feels that it's better to bring you in than to go in by herself. The car blocker, the cock blocker. Yep. That's you. Second baseman. Yeah, that's you. Hold on for a second.
1: And that's you.
0: Somebody says, real estate, you got to know what you're doing. You got to know what you're doing, man. And most people don't know. Even when they be like, oh, I did this and I did that. I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. All right. Um, Everett Walker says, blue chip mindset, tuition, free agent, lifestyle for life. (laughs) life Yeah, just like everything. Everything, you got to know what you're doing. Marriage. Marriage. You got to know what you're doing, what you're signing up for. I Believe me, many of these mistakes that I tell you about, I'm saying it not from a situation of I was all knowing I'm telling you because I got screwed on it many times, many of these things that I'm like, this will happen. This will happen. Many is many of it is because I got screwed on it. And I was like, Oh shit. And I learned the hard way, learned the hard way. Dude, they tried to sell me a house one time. It was a town home. And they were like, they was trying to get me to sign off on an addendum that, uh, about that. They the disclosed that the, the roof was jacked up. <laughs> right. It was a disclosure form and they were like, well, we're just signing this sign that that you acknowledge that this roof has this existing. You're buying it as is essentially what was going to happen was I was going to have to pay for that roof. Like something was with funky with the roof that the seller could not fix. And thus was a getting rid of it. And then they were hoping that the new buyer would just wash away. Wash that shit away. Nah, man, I saw that shit coming. I was like this addendum. Why is this here? Is this here on all of these townhomes? The, townhome, the townhomes, you typically only own the inside of the townhome. The outside is owned by the, the community. The, there's a word for this. But I'm like, why are you finding, what, what's going on with the roof? Somebody said bullet holes. They probably shot bullet holes in it. There could have been something in it that they were trying to avoid fixing. But for some reason, this addendum kept showing up. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, the outside of condos and townhomes are owned by the association. You own just the inside. That's what you own. Meaning you can't make any alterations to it. You can't paint it. They they are responsible for maintaining it, if you will. So it's crazy stuff. And, and guys, that's the type of stuff that if you're, because I was married at the time. I was married. And she wanted the house. And she wanted to buy the house. And I was kind of like, something's fishy. Even my mortgage guy was acting funny towards the end. and But my realtor was the one I was connected with, right? So my mortgage guy was giving me a second mortgage that just seemed like, I was like, I think this is unnecessary. But at the time I was like 28, 28, I didn't know. I just was ignorant. So fix your ignorance about things. Don't be afraid to ask questions. When When something feels funny, don't rush into it just to say, I own it. Most of the time, You don't own it. You're going to find out you don't own it, and that's the truth. That truth is never going away. You don't own it. They told you you own it, but you don't own shit. (laughs) All right. All right. Let me see here. (laughs) Yeah, it owns you. The sweat equity you about to put into it, the bank owns a portion of it. You're in somewhat of a formal relationship. The bank's letting you use it until you don't pay it. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. You just hold it, right? It's kind of like if you lease a car. If you ever lease a car, you lease a car. Let's say you lease a car and you want to change the license plates or the registration or you move to another state. You want to change the license plates. Can you change the license plates on that car? It's going to be a no. Not without permission from the leaseholder. Or if you are paying payments to it. And you move to another state, you own it, but can you just change the license plates without permission? No, you have to go to the lease holder or the owner of the finance company and say, Hey, I'm living in New York. Now I'm going to put new license plates. They need to send you a slip that says we give you permission to do so. Do you own it at that point? Do you own it? Not clean, not clean and clear. You own it with the bank, with the finance company, with the lease holder. that's, That's your relationship. And should you miss a payment, should you try to modify it, should you be behind payments and then you try to make this change, they will deny you. Mm. They will deny you registering the car in the new state because you're behind in payments. They'll be like, yeah, we'll give you a we'll give you a letter. We'll give you a letter, but you better catch up on these payments before the repo man comes in. So owning your house and your cars is means clean and clear. Title is clean and clear. That would be ownership, right? Anyway, in, in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, for you, it could mean something else. But let's just get it what? Let's just get it clear. And many people don't know this until they've signed the paperwork, and then they're like oh their 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 wife says let's paint the house <laughs> yeah, right let's paint the house and then you go to paint the house and you get the HOA knocking at your door anyway yes you get the HOA knocking at your door what are you doing by the way if you live in an HOA associated residence can you paint the house any color you want i'll wait i'll wait if it, if there's an HOA most people don't know this can you paint the house any color you want hey my wife wants to paint the whole uh color uh the house color yellow but you own it i own this house well this association that you pay $200 a month to $99 a month to is going to tell you you can't do shit to that property do you own it you got to go to your neighbors and get them to sign off the neighbor on the side on this side the front and the back the surrounding neighbors have to sign to say that you can do anything to that house. Do you own it? (laughs) Come on, man. Let's just get it clear. See, we got to be real with the language. If one neighbor is pissed off at you and hates you, and then the neighbor says, eh, I don't like that color. I don't like that modification. I don't want you to have that pool. Strike. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. We gotta get we gotta get clear with what we're talking about here. Now, if anything that I said was a lie, it might have been not one hundred percent accurate. Okay, there could be some things that I'm not. You know, you can get in there on the comment section. Well, as a technically coach, but am I lying? <laughs> am I lying? Most people don't know these things. They're completely clueless. You want to put an awning on your back backyard to permit the sun from beating on you but it but that awning for some reason according to the neighbor it takes off their view to the other neighbor's house that they've been using binoculars from the second bedroom <laughs> right the second bedroom the neighbor the neighbor next to you has a pool the neighbor the on the other side of you been using binoculars to look at the the, the the girls in college the high school girls but you put the awning up is going to block it <laughs> and they say, well, you know what? That awning has ruined my view. Your view of what? Well, my view is just distracting me. Put that damn awning down. What? Mm. HOA getting a report. Come on, man. Some HOAs won't let you smoke cigars in your backyard. Some na- Some HOAs won't let you smoke cigars in your backyard. It might be in there. There might be language in there that says vapes, cigars, tobaccos. This is a tobacco-free fee property. But you bought it. You go out smoking cigars, and your neighbor reports you to HOA. (laughs) Come on. And you thought you owned a house? You can't even smoke cigars. You got to go to the cigar lounge. You can't use charcoal barbecues. This HOA does not allow charcoal barbecues. Only gas. Do y'all know that? (laughs) Somebody said I'm talking about myself. No, I wasn't talking about myself. My neighbor, well, my neighbor does have a pool, and he does have people go skinny dipping, but I can't see from my backyard. (laughs) I can't see from my second bedroom either. You know what I mean? It's a real, real thing, man. There's a lot of things going on that you agree to, and you just sign off. Your wife's happy. She signs off. We're happy. We are homeowners. They give you the key. Yippee! (laughs) <laughs> you start doing shit to your property, changing up the landscaping. HOA Nancy comes over. HOA Nancy comes over. And she goes, what the hell are you doing? You're violating the CCNRs. You are a violation. There's going to be a penalty for that. And they're going to keep sending your ass penalties. Trust me, man. I worked in mortgages. I worked in real estate, got a real estate license. I know people are trying to say, I ain't never did this. I ain't never did that. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've seen it, heard it, lived it. I lived in exclusive communities, gated communities, rented in them, and I was totally fine. I've seen it all, brothers. Don't act like, I don't know. Don't matter. I've seen it, bro. I've seen it. Seen it all. I lived in the gated community, exclusive community. I I rented homes right there on streets. I've seen that shit. <laughs> I'm like, I have seen all kind of tomfoolery. Yep. You put a flag up, you put a flag up, right? I, in my house, I can put a Raiders flag up, but, but, um, they tell, oh, by the way, um, just telling you information. I actually had, um, you know, uh, there's certain times you can decorate your property. Anybody knows that if you don't ever own a home, you can decorate your property, meaning, You got to take your Christmas lights down and up in a certain time frame. Like if you put your Christmas lights up too early or leave them up too late, you can get fined. You can get fined. Or if you fly a flag, American flag, a gay pride flag, a Nazi flag, whatever flag you fly, Raiders flag, you fly that flag and somebody looks at it. We tired of that flag flying. He can only put that flag up on football days. If it's past football days, Monday night, Thursday night, or Sunday, you can't fly that damn flag. Come on, man. You got a you got a car that starts up loud. You got one of them uh scat packs. Room! HOA coming to see you. Mm. <laughs> HOA coming to see you. Not just the police, HOA. They coming to see you at MAGA flag. Oh, don't put no MAGA flag up. You definitely getting a fine. So anyway. Did y'all know any of these things? It's 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 a mess. He says, I'm absolutely correct. Crazy house restrictions up here in Toronto. So do you own it? Like, right? You own it, but it's going to be restrictions. Most of these communities that are built today are built as what you would call cookie cutter or planned communities. soon as you see that, know that you don't own that shit you're gonna be under the constrictions or the restrictions of CCNRs of HOAs and so forth and so on when they say planned community, you're gonna understand that you're gonna find out you got some people control you is this is truth it is not a lie. most communities are planned the good old days where you can buy land somewhere in a metropolis area or 20 miles outside of the metropolis where you can just dictate what you're gonna to do to the land. By yourself without anybody interfering is done it's done you're gonna have to move out into the woods the sticks in the country to build what you want how you want it but it ain't gonna be no damn gas line in there no water line electricity you're gonna have to put all that shit in yourself to build what you want otherwise planned communities are restricted communities anyway Yep, it ain't going to have no plumbing. You're going to have to move rural. If you want to build it and you want to get the floor plan and have the subcontractor and the contractor, here, I want this there and this there. Move flat out to the rural areas. Buy land. Do not buy it in the planned community. Somebody says, Coach, they make me cut my yard, the nerve. Listen. Yep, there ain't going to be no internet. You're going to need that damn Skylink from uh, Elon Musk. But somebody just said it. They make you cut your yard. They'll knock on your door. Look like you ain't cut your yard in a few weeks. Better get out the lawnmower room. They'll come to your door. They'll put it. They'll put a note on your door. They'll put a a fine, a warning fine. Oh, you know, last one, last thing. They'll also monitor your speeding in some of these communities. So, um, like, um, there was once a community that I used to go through a private gated community, an expensive community, they would um, have a guy in a car sitting up like the damn police officer with a speed gun. You go over 15 miles an hour, not only do could you get a notice? You know who gets the notice first? The homeowner. The homeowner. Now, how does the homeowner get a notice in a gated community that you the visitor was speeding? Because you checked in the gate. They said, "Who were you visiting?" You checked in the gate, they photographed your license plate, your make be, make model year of the car, and they checked you in. Now, when the dude with the speed gun sees you going 16, 17 miles an hour, 20, the gated community guy, it's not the police, it's a voluntary police, not a voluntary, he's paid security. They see you speeding, they notify the person you're visiting. I I got um several homeowners text me and they said. They caught you speeding in the gated community
2: (laughs) and they were like, don't
0: speed or I'm going to have to not get you as a, um, I'm not going to use you anymore because you're going to give me a fine. Bruh, bruh. Tell me I'm lying. Get, Get somebody here. Tell me I'm lying. Somebody says, coach, correct. Again, speeding cameras right outside my home. It's nuts up here. So you bought a house. And now you're getting speeding, speed cameras in your neighborhood. Yep, your dog has to be on a leash. Dude, I'm telling you, man, this shit, dude, is deeper than people know. It's deeper than people know. It's not just, yeah, man, once you get to, once you get into that, there's going to be rules. So let me get to these super chats here. <laughs>
1: All
0: right, Sizzle says, I'm part of the Yob Mob on this blue chip mindset. Looking forward to the blue chip book, Coach. Let's get it. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? So, yeah, man. I just, I just tell y'all truths of experience. All right? The experience doesn't mean that I have to have own homes or none of that shit. Sometimes you can get a lot of information by not even being a part of it. All right? Anyway, call me Mr. P. Most managers in corporate are virtual autopilots. Man, man, they're virtual autopilots with their main goal being self-preservation, man, I should save this chat, doing enough to remain employed and employable for the next employer and defaulting to cost cutting and other short term measures to make the bottom line look good so they will look good. If you if it comes down to you and them, who do you think they'll choose? One hundred percent, guys, there's no loyalty. We're going to get into the politics of corporate. Okay, again, I'm not hating on corporate. It can be good for you, but just know sometimes that might be a better option and you should explore it. J. Cool, since I have ghosted society, I also don't, do not discuss anything at work. I don't discuss anything at work. That is kind of a thing too. I will be friendly and respectful. So I am the, since I am the IT guy, sorry. But nothing that happens outside of work interests me while I'm at work. And the only opinion I have is red pill So I keep things to myself. Yes, you must keep things to yourself. Do not spread the RP while you at your job. Okay, let's see here. We got three more, and this is a co-sponsorship. Anonymous says 35-year-old black man from the south side of Chicago found you recently, and after I dodged a bullet from my a phone call from my 31-year-old ex. She was an apex predator feminist who admitted that she would have a kid with me even if we didn't stay together and be a single mother. No kids yet, and I am not a co-parenting at all. He says, I thank you. Thank you for the knowledge, focusing on my career, and enjoying your strings, brother. A shout-out to you. Thank you for being here. Shout-out to the new people. Shout-out to the new people that got here. In the last five months, maybe six months, I appreciate you. I definitely know we're getting new subscribers. We got the Jimmy ZTT. I can't stress this enough. Constantly update your resume, even if you're job hopping. Always. No matter how obscure anything new you learn might be, it should be updated for your future job. Coach is 100% on point about what you create and what your company keeps forever. Just ask Vince McMahon about how he markets the name of wrestlers. And then the WWE keeps those rights to make money off of them forever. Shout out to the coach gang. That is actually a great point. That is a great point about corporations. Vince McMahon and the company figured out a long time ago that names hold value. And did you guys know that Hulk Hogan, they learned this under Hulk Hogan. Because he wanted to promote Hulk Hogan. And at times they were calling him. Even before he got to Vince McMahon. The incredible Hulk Hogan. Now do you guys know. That name Hulk Hogan. Made it so. They had to pay Marvel. Money. Their entire run. Hulk Hogan to this day. Has to pay Marvel Comics. Vince McMahon when Hulk Hogan. Was in the World Wrestling Federation. Marvel sued the WWF and Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan had to give Marvel comics a portion of their revenue on everything because of the name Hulk Hogan. You cannot tell me that ain't finessing. That is straight up how corporations work because he used the word Hulk. Now here's the deal. They do this with every wrestler, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Every time a movie comes up, And it says Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This is why many times he wants to go by Dwayne Johnson. But it's tough because he's The Rock. But every time he says The Rock in a movie, WWF gets paid. Mm. WWF gets paid because that's the WWF's name. That's not Dwayne Johnson's name. His name is Dwayne Johnson. That's his legal name. But The Rock is owned by the WWF. Same as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold is a as conco- a manufacturer, creation of the World Wrestling Federation. Now, they get paid every time they acknowledge Stone Cold. Now, one more thing on this one. Now they started saying everybody's name is going to, they're going to remake their name. So you can't come in. Only John Cena, I believe, is known by John Cena. I think that's his real name. All the other wrestlers get a name, From the WWF, the name is Sasha Banks, but that's not a real name. So that if they do fire Sasha Banks or Kelly Kelly or The Undertaker or any of these things and you think you're going to go somewhere else and say, hi, my name is Sasha Banks, you're not going to be able to do that, Sasha Banks. You don't own that name. You don't own that name. That's the WWE's ownership so that when you go over somewhere else, Let's just say you were becoming an actress and you wanted to say uh, Sasha Banks. Well, you don't own Sasha Banks, but the WWE either can sue you or they can say, give me half of your money. Give me the money that you earn for that. They might be able to take all the money. So when you leave, it's a smart business move. This is what you do when you leave you somebody else. You you leave the name with them. This is what happened with uh, Diesel and Razor Ramon. Diesel and Razor Ramon left the WWE, went to WCW. They were kind of functioning as Diesel and Razor Ramon character-wise, but they didn't say their names was Diesel and Razor Ramon. They said they didn't have any name. The WWF sued them, saying that's character infringement. Thus, you cannot use or portray our character the way we had them. And then they put two fake Diesel and Razor Ramones in the ring. And they said, Diesel and Razor Ramon will be here. And they put the costume and the name on two different individuals. Not the original ones. Because they own the name, image, and likeness. So then they had to go by their real names. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. This is crazy stuff. This is what we talk about when you deal with corporations. What do you own and what do you not own? When you go in the corporate world, you got to understand maybe the only thing you own is your name. They own you. Shout out to Lawrence. Lorenzo says biggest criminals wear suit and ties. Uh, if you haven't seen, what's his name? What's the comedian's name? George Carlin. Talk about the criminal salami. What Salami sucker. <laughs> George Carlin breaks this down geniusly in one of his standups. You can look it up later if you want. Okay, but George Carlin breaks this down about corporations are in the criminal mindset and them being untrustworthy. George Carlin has a great bit on this one. And some of the biggest fortunes have been made behind suit and tie, not through thugging. Yeah, Bertie Madoff and all of these people and these hedge funds, the stock market we talk about stocks but do you realize most people that make gigantic money out of stocks people that work on wall street and hedge funds they make money hand over fist on your little bit of money many times through pump and dump schemes investment schemes and um pyramid schemes and uh what do you call them um not pyramid schemes um ponzi schemes ponzi schemes okay insider trading you know what I mean? Watch the movie Wall Street. I know I reference movies here, but most of the people who make money in stocks are them people. You make a little bit of money, you get a little bit of a return, and you got to hold that shit for thirty years. <laughs> yep, billionaires roll, but they the ones making money hand over fist. Sloppy money, sloppy money, and they making it on you. And what they'll do is they'll do what they call pump and dump. Look at what pump and dump is. I said they were doing that to crypto. Nobody listened to me. <laughs> nobody listened to me but yeah look up the big short okay watch the movie the big short but i said crypto's being pumped and dumped remember i was saying that and all the crypto people came in there and said i was hating on crypto i was like the value going up too high. i was like it going up too high no man, it's gonna hit 100k i was like all right yeah all right i'll be quiet y'all getting a little emotional about it and i was like they pumping dumping it they going to pump and dump it. What they're doing is they saw the value in it. They saw it at 35K. They saw everybody was, the normies jumped in. They saw the normies jump in. And then it started going wild. What happened? The people said, shit, if we're if we going to make money, let's make the money now. So it went up from 35 to 61 overnight. And I was like, watch, they going to yank it. And I was saying that on the stream, people was pissed off. So, so I don't remember coach saying that. I was saying that back then, I said, pump and dump. And people were like, it's not technically a pump and dump. I was like, pump and dump. As Soon as they got the 71, yank. I was like, here it comes. And then you can't get out as fast enough. Remember I said this? I was like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go down and you won't be able to sell it fast enough. I said, you won't be able to sell it fast enough because the people selling it, they selling it faster than you. You at your job. You can't hop on Coinbase that fast. <laughs> or you're going to hope it's going to turn around. Well, it's dropping, but it's going to turn around. But people was getting in their emotions. And I was like, all right, I'll leave it alone. Y'all, you know, crypto gang was in the building. And I was like, I'll leave it alone. Y'all know what y'all talking about. But all they did was pump it up it, yanked it. And then all of a sudden, they, they put their money in at 35. It went up to 61, 62, 70. They pulled their money out, left y'all's ass hanging. But I'm not smart. I... I, I, I'm always saying that these things could happen. Anyway. FTX, another one. Look, let's get to the corporation talk. Let's get to the corporation talk and uh, the soul crushing plantation to plantation to corporation. Where did it come from? But but first, but first, but 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 first, it is commercial time. Let's go ahead and run a couple of commercials and then hit the like button as we get into this.
2: more than 1.5 trillion dollars in student loan debt and women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around 930 billion dollars. Now
1: some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem.
0: This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're gonna pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us who did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting $300,000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who who show up to, to show their free speech, trying to censor you right now? Get of my damn screen. We back in here. Let me get back on camera real quick. Hopefully I'm muted. Uh, but listen, um, if you want to invest in cryptocurrency, it's open, available to you. It's on discounted sale. What's there to lose? I'm not saying it's a scam. I'm saying sometimes it's vulnerable. Um, when you see most people moving, you kind of want to move the opposite direction. I kind of tend to move that way. Do I win and lose? Just like gambling. Most times you'll lose. Some, many times you'll lose. Sometimes you'll win. Right. If you're really good at gambling, you'll win slightly more than you lose. That's the best gamblers. So what I'm saying is I'm not saying something's bad. Something is a scam. But what I do notice is that somebody's doing putting the money over here. I'm going to put the money over here as a way to leverage against that, because sometimes as everybody's putting the money over here, shorting, it might be your best, your best bet. Right. Because you're not going to get much if everybody's moving over here. What you're going to get maybe is going to be far worse than even hedging against it. So anyway, anyway, it's on discount now. So you could do whatever you want. I just don't get be vulnerable to a pump and dump, right? That's what I don't want to see you see you buy at high value. Same thing as everybody buy a house right now. Well, it's the top of the market. Everybody wants to go run and buy a house. Now it's the top of the market might not want to buy now. Maybe put it off because now it's going down. We know this something's happening. So to just rush and by now because everybody bought is chicken box. Anyway, let's get into this corporate jargon. We, we saw the woman here. This is an interesting article I'm going to read here. This is going to be an interesting article. Corporate life, people, anybody working corporate world, you don't have to say it out loud. The corporate world is interesting. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen in corporations that's typically attractive to people coming out of college or trying to find a way into the normal job. All right, so if you, unfortunately in our world, the mindset of a normal job oftentimes fits the corporate structure, right? If you're outside of a corporate structure, whatever job you're doing is going to be abnormal. It's going to be, that's not a real job, right? You're a mechanic. Oh, well, you're just a mechanic. If you're blue collar and you're outside of corporate structure, you're like, oh, you were a failure in life and this all you had. Right. You had to be a plumber. You had to be an electrician. You had to be a server. Uh, you had to be a mechanic. You had to be you're just a YouTuber. Let's get into the new sector of ways people make money and a lot of it, way more than corporate people, YouTubers, OnlyFans, um, uh Twitch, anything using this new v- uh version of streaming, posting videos. These people make more in a month than people make in a year in corporations. But these aren't real jobs because the mentality of most of America is that the real job is corporate structure. Now, where did that come from? Let me give you a bit of a history here, a bit of a history. And this isn't this is going to be drunk history by CGA. The corporate structure was around the industrial revolution. So let's go back to the men who made America, right? The Rockefellers and these people instituted the new corporate structure, the industrial revolution that led into the corporate structure. That was juxtaposed to the plantation, which was the southern view of how to employ. See previous to you know the uh the World War II, the south had the uh way of structure. They had the way of life meaning it was agricultural or it was based on some sort of commodity, which they used plantations to do it. Now the North was on some different shit. They were moving into corporation structure. Now the civil war was fought and then the South eventually lost. And then they were reestablished into the union. But now most of the South was later on developed into less plantation and more corporation. And the North, Way of doing things, which is the Industrial Revolution, going into corporate structure is the way of life. That's how that's kind of how we got here. That's the short version of it. That's how we got here. Now. With that being said, let's let's show you this real quick. Show you let's show you this. Article written here before we get into corporate structure. This is an article written by. uh Is this a woman? Oh, a UC Berserkly historian. Okay, shout out to her. From plantation to corporation. From plantation to corporation. A UC Berserkly historian explores how commonly used modern business uh, practices evolved from methods used in the operation of brutal slave plantation. Oh, boy. And she's going to say it right here. I think this is a woman. I'm not sure. This is uh, written in 2014. Depreciating, sorry, depreciation of assets, individual uh, productivity analysis, incentive for performance. These commonplace practices are ingrained in modern business and popular wisdom holds that they developed as part of the evolution of free market, free labor capitalism. But according to Caitlin Rosenthal, you know what? associate professor of history at the University of California, Buzz These and other modern business practices were in many cases developed on slave plantations during the 18th and 19th century. Okay. Plantations were more sophisticated. This is according to her plantations were more sophisticated than people previously realized. She said, when we look at the origins of business practices, Historians have tended to look at the steam engine and the textile factories in New England. That's the Industrial Revolution of the North. They are These are very important, but we should also look at plantations. Some were doing things that were rare in contemporary factories, for example, depreciating slaves and using detailed day-to-day output records for individuals. During that period, it was unusual to see that kind of record. She stresses that her point is not that slavery had positive benefits, but rather that historians should not turn a blind eye to the reality of how modern capitalism evolved. Quote, there's a pervasive mythology that free that says free labor and free markets and capitalism inevitably go together. One of the messages of my work is that capitalism can be highly compatible with brutal forms of slave labor, just using more sophisticated techniques doesn't mean you have a moral business. Wow. Mm, 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 That's heavy. That's heavy. Now, I'm not saying she's right or wrong. What I'm saying is this is a mindset. Sometimes this mindset that does say this is a brutal form of slavery also can be parallel to this immoral practices many times um, practiced by corporations. Okay, many times practiced by corporations. Now, let's get into this mindset real quick. Let's get into this mindset. You can read that article. Um, I'll try to link it in the description box below. Here we go. Um, In our modern culture, we have TV shows and movies that have tried to explain the office corporate life structure. And there's an ad there for Cox Internet. Pause. If anybody's seen the movie Office Space, let me just say this. If you haven't seen the movie Office Space and you work in corporate structure, you're missing out. You must Watch Office Space if you work in a corporate structure. If you haven't seen this movie, you're missing out. This movie covers the gamut of corporate lifestyle. Okay. Uh, There's also the movie or the TV show The Office. The TV show The Office that basically talks about some of the weird things that happen in corporate structures, meaning politics, dynamics, incompetent managers, uh, managers protecting themselves, like that brother said in the super chat. Managers that are looking out for themselves, not the employee, trying to form and forge these family structures in which there's no loyalty. Okay, Um, and here also is another movie that you might want to watch as well about how corporations this is called Enron, the smartest guys in the room. I've seen this documentary several times. Uh, This documentary tells you about how this corporation basically wrecked not only the retirements of many of the employees they wrecked an entire uh area which was houston they wrecked the housing market and everything around it for quite a bit of time all right this preceded the 2008 housing market crash but what these people did was they basically didn't have a real business they had what you would call um, um other businesses but enron was the business that people invested in in energy right and this also called the rolling blackouts the blackouts in southern california enron was over that too and this talked about how greedy these people were that they end up investing their many of these people's retirement in uh, 401ks and destroyed it, destroyed it, destroyed it. And this company was the shell company of other companies that actually were losing money left and right. But the way they shelled the companies, Enron was always the magical company. And when it was publicly traded or when it was represented, Enron's the genius. But they were in debt steeply. The shell companies were just losing money. And they hid the debt in the shell companies. But Enron was always, when the accounting came out, Enron was always in the green. Okay? Mm. This goes deep. This shit is deep. Now, you do your own research on this. Do not take my word for it. But many of these companies that you work for aren't the best immoral companies, despite the fact that they might say, we don't test on animals. And we're about family. And we donate to these things like this. Yeah, they cook them books. Yeah, check out the movie The Big Short if you want to know how the housing market was, um, um, people hedged against the housing market collapsing. And they did it in time enough for them to capitalize on it. And some of these people walked away with millions of dollars saying that you morons buying mortgages is not going to work and, and the barber's going to burst. <laughs> of course, they hated home home ownership, right? But they were right. Sometimes you're right when you short something. It wasn't that they hated home ownership they just knew certain people should never own homes and should not be have given mortgages and they bet against it and they won come on man anyway it is what it is it is what it is but there's great movies that you got this is the blue chip mindset we just don't talk about women right we talk about what your life can be and we want you to make the right decisions based on our experiences check it out not everybody agrees with everything I say and you, sh- you shouldn't you should do your own due diligence corporate structure getting back but i'm i just don't watch red pill stuff and i just don't watch stuff about women and chasing the ass we've been telling you guys it's not the way it's not the way to live your life it's not the way to do it guys you can go get some but there's other priorities that we have to mess uh we have to maintain there's more to life than women and chasing tail this is why i come down hard pause on dating coaches we need to get to that money anyway yeah. The, oh, the, the the show American Greed that is on CNBC. Oh, that'll give you a real good intel on a lot of these people that form corporations. They have people work for them. They hire them. And then the monkeys are sitting there data entering and these guys are pulling the criminal scheme. <laughs> you know, they, they scheming people and then they leave you out flat broke with your box and your plant outside. Can't get in and you don't have a job tomorrow. It's what we do in our country. We've been doing this for a long time. Um, Let's get into this corporate structure here. Mindset. One of the things I don't like about it is the mindset alone. Not of the mindset of my my mindset, but the mindset of either the corporate culture or the people that work in the corporate culture. What they'll do is they'll get you to drink the Kool-Aid. What we'll do is take you to the orientation. We're going to tell you how everything is. We're going to tell you how fantastic things are. We're going to take you to people's desks. They're going to talk about how they enjoy it here. And we're going to talk about how much of a family we are. I am not the CEO. I am not your boss. We work together. You do not work for me. These are all just phraseologies and word salads. To get you to believe that we're working together, we're pulling. And guys, they do team building exercises, retreats, all of these things to get you to drink the corporate Kool-Aid, right? I typically don't do well with that type of stuff because I can see through it. I'm like, I don't like this stuff. Now, you can like it, it can work for you, but it just doesn't seem right to me. My spirit just inside, just I know the I know what's going on. But what will happen is in this so-called family, in this so-called community, what will happen is you will experience the most backstabbing, the most cutthroating, the most snitching, the most jealousy, the most backbiting you've ever seen in your life. It's gonna be like a real family, and if you try to get ahead or on the backs of others, they're gonna yank you down, or you're just gonna have to be cutthroat. But I will tell you is if you work in, in in corporate, be cutthroat, be on the cutthroat side. If you're gonna be on the moral side of the argument, you're gonna get steamrolled. This is just my opinion. You don't have to go with it. But I'm going in, and I'm cutting next. <laughs> right as soon as I come in. <laughs> And I ain't going to be here for, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I'm going to be in and out. I'm getting what I'm getting and I'm skedaddling. is a one-man show. So this is what I'm doing when I walk up in the building. Or I ain't doing this whole let's be nice and kumbaya shit and powwows and meetings for no reason. You could have emailed this shit that I wouldn't have checked it, but 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 that's what it was. The manager comes in there. I'm a listening manager. I'm not going to dictate what I do because Common practices tell them, they go to retreats, they go to seminars to tell managers and executives, don't tell these people you're their boss. You want to tell them that you're a listening person. Real bosses listen. This isn't just normally bullshit to get you to believe, but it is what it is. No real boss should be out here listening to people like that, making decisions like that. That can cost the company the bottom line. No, I ain't going to listen to you. But look, I'm a team player. I'm going to come in here. I listen to you. What do you think we should do about this? What do you think you should do about that? What do you think we should do about this? And of course, none of these things mean anything anyway. So they give you, what do you think we should do in this hallway? What do you think we should do about this particular thing? None of these things will make the corporation fall or collapse or win, but they're going to give you opportunities to voice your opinion. I think we should paint the wall gray, you know. (laughs) Should you come up with a fantastic idea? It is now the company's idea. It is not your idea. You're not going to get paid. You get no trademarking. You get no residuals, nothing. That's a great idea. Then they'll be presented it to their bosses saying, I came up with this idea. My team came up with this idea, not you specifically. If you're lucky, they'll give you credit. You might get a promotion. Here's the next thing that happens here. Here's the next thing. And and I just told you how to overcome it. So just so you know, I gave you a solution in there. If you didn't hear the solution, that's your ass. All right. Don't get me to say it again. I already said it. So everything that I'm telling you is going to be, I got to give you a solution to it. I'm not just going to just shit on it. And on the other side, maybe next week we'll do the pitfalls of being an entrepreneur. Fake ass entrepreneurs, lying ass entrepreneurs. What's the pitfalls of being an entrepreneur? Maybe we'll do that next week. Just remind me. Yep. Somebody said, he said, be cutthroat. There you go. Be cutthroat. (laughs) that's that's the solution do not come in there on your tippy toes come in there standing firm on your square okay if you don't want to do that and you ain't got the balls to do it that's your fault (laughs) all right that's your fault it ain't gonna be mine if you're gonna go in there and trust everybody on your team as they um do your reorganization chart and you move from manager to manager team to team next Is um, the mindset of the employees. We already talked about the backstabbing, the backbiting, the jealousy culture, which can be exhibited on plantations. Plantations experience the same thing. No, we were not in harmony. No, we weren't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, we weren't thinking about the 400 years in bondage. We were backbiting into it. We were stealing from each other. We were undercutting each other. We were jealous of each other. Absolutely. Not only that, you have people that live exclusively paycheck to paycheck that work from corporate corporations exclusively hand to mouth paycheck to paycheck. They won paycheck from dire straits. Mm. And this is not a lie. And I'm talking about HR department all the way down to the middle managers, all the way down to, and they'll tell you about the house they bought and they'll tell you about the car. They'll tell you about the kids playing soccer but they're not going to tell you that they're in debt up to their eyeballs. They're not going to tell you that they need this paycheck. They're going to act like they balling when they go out to lunch. want to go to happy hour and they buy an extra side of uh, stuffed mushrooms. Oh, you must be balling. I can't afford that. Yeah, they live in paycheck to paycheck. They need that job. They show up sick from that job. They can't take the job. They can't take sick days off. They can't take vacation. By the way, you how many how many how many days or week, let's just say this. Cuz people don't know. How many weeks of vacation do you get? This is going to be for our travel bros, our passport bros, that work in corporate. How many weeks of vacation typically do you get when you work in corporate? Go ahead and put it on them. Put put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. This is for my guys. That be like I'm going to travel. There we go. We got a whole bunch of answers there. When you're in the bottom, below middle management and down, you're going to get probably two weeks. Two weeks of vacation. What does that mean? We got to clear it up. Some people are saying three. Some people are saying four and six. Obviously, these are the people that worked way up. Most people are going to get two to three weeks. Let's just say two to three weeks which amounts to 10 days or something. Somebody says one week. Somebody got one week. That's per year, gentlemen. This is going to be per year. You get two weeks. Now, I don't know what you know. If you go anywhere overseas, you're going to use them two weeks up. You're going to use those two weeks up. Because when you go overseas, you're going to need to do two weeks. Because you're going to lose two and a half days just traveling. Maybe three days total your travel day is going to amount to two to three days. Okay. So depending on how much money. So let me tell you, now you're down to 10 days for the year for my travel borrows. I hope you're not working a corporate job because that's only one trip per year. You're limited. You're limited. So he says two weeks with Ling Ling and you're back. Now, if you use it all in one trip, That means the rest of the year you're working, you might have to tip into your sick days and call in fake sick. You know, you might have to look at your holiday schedule and say, we get Martin Luther King off and we get the day before and after Thanksgiving off. But we don't get the day after Thanksgiving off. Are you going to see your family if you ran out of vacation traveling to Thailand? Are you going to be able to see your family on Thanksgiving in the day after and chill for the weekend and ride a four day weekend off? No, you're not. You're back on work on Friday. After Thanksgiving, after you got the itis you're back. So <laughs> that's what's going on here. And as you work your way up, you get more vacation potentially, and you get more perks and more bonuses. Let's talk about the bonuses. Many times people choose the corporate job because it's a one-stop shop of benefits. It's a one-stop shop. <laughs> Somebody said sick for two weeks straight. You're 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 a one-stop shop for benefits as opposed to being an entrepreneur. I me, mean, as an entrepreneur, you have to fund your own benefits, your own dental, your own vision. Sometimes dental and vision, you can have good dental. Good vision is just uh just pay the cash when you get the lens crafters. Okay, so um, but some of these things for normies, hey, I got benefits here, and they gave me a package, and I get a discount to these 15 stores nationwide. Let me see the list. Oh, the Juice Factory. the Juice Factory sucks. I go to Jamba Juice, but I'll go to the Juice Factory since I get 15% off. What else? Pay less shoes. Osh, gosh, bagosh. All right, shit that you don't even use. But they give you a benefits list that you get 15% off on the, the fake sunglass hut. Shit that you don't care about. Kohl's, all right? You know, anyway. You never use any of those discounts. You never use none of them. Even when you go there, you leave. Oh, damn, I had the corporate discount. I forgot I was buying pro wings and I went there and I forgot. <laughs> right. So they give you some of these benefits and you think, oh, I got perks. Perks is a used phrase used in corporation. I get perks. What are the perks? What are the things that they do to get you to get the job? What do they do when they recruit you? What are we going to give you? Are we going to give you um, a, a, a bonus? Is that accrue over a period of time? How would the bonus structure work? What does this work? How does that affect you You guys got to know perks is a big deal for people who work in corporation. The perks got to be there. Okay. Now the next thing that's going to happen is um, the human resources department. This is, if you're a black male, this is your enemy. All right. This is your enemy. If you're a black man, human resources is going to be on your neck. So um, if you're a male in general, human resources is going to be on your neck, but a black male indeed. Now, Many people don't realize that a lot of the jobs that black women in particularly have gotten in the corporate structure has been middle management many times in the human resource department. Now, this is a double quota that corporations have figured out. Again, the moral stance of corporations is not always just for all people, but what they do is they fill a double quota, which means they hire a woman and then a minority all in one. Typically, they put black women in the human resource department or encourage them or promote it into the human resource department and pay for their education. Just go get this certification, get this degree, and then you could be the director at some particular point. But what will happen is that black woman will tend to job guard against black men. There's documentation, there's people that have come and shared stories about this. That to be true. When the people come in, since that for some reason, The animus, the animosity between black men and black women is such, though, that if there is a black man that is a candidate, he could get job guarded and not hired from that job simply because there was a black woman in that job. And her experience with black men could dictate, oh, let's just throw away Dexter's resume. Dexter's not the one. Many times you can be hired because of that. And she might be responsible and then may try to lead you into some sort of, you know, she might want to fornicate with you. There's all kind of crazy stuff that happens. Please believe me. It doesn't always happen, but shit like this happens. It happens all the time. And um that is the human resource department particularly for men. Now for uh, black men, but for men in general, you're going to deal with harassments um there's sex culture within the company. Sometimes you might hit on a girl, but then hu- human resources might write you up. They might threaten you They might get you to take a couple seminars, or they might downright fire you. But what the human resource department does is they're the police agency of the corporation. And just trust me, senior managers and CEOs, they hate the HR just as much as the underlings do. But they need the HR because without an HR, you're basically not in compliance as a corporation. You can get torn up, right? You'll be privy to lawsuits. So you got to have an HR, and some HRs are now remote. There's HR companies that are remote. They're not in the actual office. And this is typical of small businesses with employees between 500 to 200. I'm sorry, 50 to 200. They will hire their HR as a as a um, consultant, right? They'll hire an, them as an off earn And the corporation is not there. I'm sorry, the HR department is not there. But if you're talking about a large corporation, HR will be right there. So you got to worry about them. You got to walk on eggshells around them. You can't joke with them. You can't can't do anything, they're they're like the police department or the Gestapo. I don't know what you want to call them, but even for higher managers, they know the value of having good HR, but they also know HR can tell them and dictate what they can and can't do. The HR department will tell executives what they can and can't do. And this person, this HR person makes $70,000 a year. These senior managers make $200,000 a year. The CEO is just killing the company and making millions and the HR person will come right over there and tell that person what they can and cannot do it's crazy you got to watch out for them and this is primarily this HR department is primarily made up of women overwhelmingly let me see something overwhelmingly maybe there'll be one dude there but he going to be he going to be limp-wristed if at best human resources women stats here At 70%, 70% of all human resource managers are women, 30% men. Of it, it is right here, the average age of a human resource manager. This is talking about the managers. This is not even the underlings right here in the human resource. 46 is the common age. The manager race, white, 65%, followed by Hispanic or Latino at 15%. Black, African-American, 11, and Asian at 6%. Asian women, Asian people ain't trying to be no HR directors. They trying to have a damn company. All right, so getting back, getting back to this. So HR department. Next thing, some things that you have to deal with, red tape. If you don't know about bureaucracy, this is corporation shit. You got to kind of, you know, everything moves slowly. You got to ask this person. They got to sign off on it. Then that person got to have this person sign off on it. This person sign off on it. you be like, come on, man, make the decision. You'll be waiting a week or two for every decision that made. Uh, so every decision that made, is made, it takes weeks to happen. Um, if you're not patient, here's the solution. If you're an impatient person, this is going to bug you. If you're an impatient person, this is going to bug you. You're going to be like, what is this shit? well we have a policy and it must run through this we we met on this policy and if you want to change this policy we have to have a meeting to change the policy that it moves slow it moves slow so it can bother you so if you do if you don't mind being patient corporate life is for you if you're impatient be careful because then your impatience is going to show and they're going to write that shit up on your review let's talk about your review Yes, everything you do, and let me just say this, everything you do is being monitored and recorded. We just talked about this with social media and adverts and websites and cookies and caches. Let's just say this. And apps, everything you're doing when you show up, before you show up, after you show up, is being monitored and recorded. To either be used against you or used for you, but primarily to be used against you. The reason why is because they want to see how efficient you are, how pro, what your productivity is, how many breaks you take, how many days of vacation you use, how many days of sick days you use, what actual days you showed up and didn't show up. Did you show up after holiday? When you clock in, how long does it take to get to your computer? How long do you check email? Do you go to alternative sites, meaning you check MapQuest or Google while you're at work? What did you check when you use Google and MapQuest? They're going to find out what you checked. Oh, you were looking to go to Oshkosh, but gosh, he's looking for to go his benefits. Oh, you're going to go to King of Diamonds. Well, you looked up King of Diamonds. That's going to be used against you. Okay. Sometimes if they have Wi-Fi at the jobs and you're logging into YouTube, listen to me sniggling. They might not catch it. But if you log into the company's Wi-Fi, which is going to be slow as death, it's going to be inefficient on purpose. And they won't give you access to certain websites on purpose. They're going to track it. okay? And they can track it and use it against you. Phone calls. If you came in 10 minutes late, you clock in with your ID. Now, when I go back to the story from plantation to corporations, now you see why somebody can say it's a plantation to uh, corporation. They monitor your text messages. Sometimes as a perk, the company gives you a business card or a business cell phone. They will monitor all the things that you do on that business cell phone. Oh, this is a business cell phone. We pay for that. Well, as a matter of fact, on the business phone, you put these text messages out, right? It's a whole thing here. It's a, it's, 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 somebody says what? These are the things. That happened to you. Uh, I'm pretty sure that if you pull up Andrew Tate at a corporate job, you're probably going to get pinged. They're going to ping you. Okay, the next thing that happens there, somebody says selling feet pictures. Yeah, or doing or doing a side hustle uh, while you're doing your main hustle. You got your job at the corporate job, but you have a side hustle. You take an email related to your side hustle, your drop shipping business, and you want to just go step out real quick make a phone call, take a phone call, it could be pinged against you. So don't do that. Also, there was a commercial I just saw. I just saw that um, it was like a, I don't know what the commercial was about, but the commercial was the guy was in bed, but he works remotely. So he had some machine connected that when the alarm clock goes off, the machine starts making his computer productivity start. In essence, his productivity is recorded, how much he's on his computer is recorded, and he has to be sitting at that computer a certain amount of time and at a certain time of the day. So thus, his alarm clock triggered the machine to start his mouse to moving around the computer. Hey, yeah, some ter- <laughs> the Ferris Bueller type shit, right? The Ferris Bueller stuff. But But what that shows you is the company's tracking you and recording you at all times, and that's the big, big moment. That's the big awakening there. you got to know that you're being tracked. Not only you're being tracked, not just to use against you. What they want to do is learn your behavior. And you signed off on this. So not only your behavior, but everybody else's behavior. And there's someone that's going to analyze this data. Well, how productive is this person? How productive is that person? And then in your review session, they're going to say, wow, you get three marks up. For productivity and you're always on your computer your mouse is always moving and it looks like you're reacting to emails you pull up an email and within one minute you provided a solution or a reply this is done to see efficiency and it's going to be compared against the bottom line the bottom line tells me hey we we're in the red what what's the reason why well it looks like these people came in late 20 percent of the people came in late 40% of the people came in after Thanksgiving. 40% of the people respond within one minute of an email. Two minutes, it's 60%. Bruh. <laughs> this is analytics. This is called analytics. And people can dictate how their company's going based on their employees' productivity. So you're being recorded. Everything you're being doing is tracked. It's tracked. And this is not a negative. I'm if I if I'm a business, that is what I would do as well. So I'm always thinking business minded and people are have a hard problem with me and it's not the 100% best way to do it. But anytime I hear a story, I think about economy and business first and race, gender, class is last. I don't care about none of that stuff first. So when I hear about it, I'm like, how does that affect the business? The bottom line, how does that affect the economy? Did that, was that a result of the economy? Was that a result of class? Then the race and all of that other shit comes in and I say, well, that's a low class individual, ignorant. He has no idea what he's doing. She has no idea he was doing. They were without knowledge. They were the, without proper education or tools. They were misdirected. They didn't manage their life right. And that's how that's how it ended up like that. Right? That's how I think. All right. So anyway, I lost my headphones there. I lost my headphones. Hold on for a second. All right. Somebody said, oh, also, also another arm of this another arm of this is actually obviously your personal life don't share personal details but a lot of this also what they're going to do is they want to keep you on somebody they want to keep you on the campus as much as possible all right one of the things that they do and this is definitely true of the big tech companies i visited some of these campuses i visited microsoft i visited google i visited um amazon i visited all of these co- companies i visited their campus i've been on their campus what they want you there is to be there all the time. And what they'll do is they'll do things like build gyms, they'll have food trucks, they'll have uh corporate events, they'll bring donuts. You know, they'll they'll do things to get you there early, keep you there and then keep you there late. And sometimes they'll say, "Oh, uh, the people in our company, they sleep on the couch. They sleep overnight." A lot of people that, you know, work at Microsoft and these tech companies, they sleep they sleep there. They they don't mind it you know they'll just make a bed they'll pull a cot out right here they'll have a little sleep room they'll have massage chairs massage therapists chiropractors coming in they'll have everybody come into that building on that campus they'll bring they'll have a whole cafeteria the cafeteria'll be top notch they'll have cooks they'll have cutleries they'll have people making brisket and and turkeys they'll keep everything there sometimes escorts yes as we've seen Wolf of Wall Street and what that does is what that does is it keeps you at the job, right? So if I have a gym, forget your gym at your apartment complex, forget your gym at, at 24 hour fitness. We have a gym that is like Equinox. It's the best gym here. So what does that likely make you do come in early? Be in the job, be in the culture, be in the building, logged in, monitored, recorded, blah, blah, blah. Yep. They'll have a barbershop, a hair design studio. Yeah. All that shit there, right there. If you go to these big, campuses big tech they got all of that right there right there bro anyway so that is to keep you there keep you in in the culture keep you there in the kool-aid keep you there product being a producer don't even bring down the dress code you can come from the gym and these gyms you can come from the gym do a little bit of work then you got a shower before nine o'clock then you can get dressed in the locker room um but they will, what they will also do, say, is you can't use the gym at a certain time. No, oh, between 8 and 4, you can't use the gym. So nobody can be in the gym. Obviously, then people will be leaving work to go to the gym. They don't want that, so they'll shut the gym. They'll lock the door. They'll even have personal trainers in there, but it's only between 5 and 8, and then uh, 5 and uh, 8 p.m. What that does is, oh, you don't want to go commute back home, do you? You want to commute back home, commute so you can make your gym appointment with your personal trainer. We got that right here. As soon as you get off of work, as soon as you get off of work, don't go into commute traffic, go right to the gym. And then you're probably going to do what? Go back to your just job. Let me get a little hour in, bruh. Hey. So listen, this is all a mentality. Look, if that works for you, great. If you make that work, great. I'm not pissing on it, but what I'm telling you is what it is what it is and eventually if you're working and staying or if you're leaving early and staying late are you working another job are you working another side hustle no yeah they'll even have daycares so are you working another job no are you doing a side hustle no are you preparing yourself to launch into another job no are you least likely to leave a job leave that job and go to a job without all of those amenities and perks no so the corporation knows this And they're going to do things as much as possible to keep you in the system. Now, when they want to get rid of your ass, they'll get rid of your ass like tomorrow. Mm. Last couple of things here. There's a lot of copying. People will copy your work and claim it as their own. That happens everywhere. Snitching. Lots of snitching. Lots of reporting. Lots of whistleblowing. Self-snitching. Lots of people monitoring you. i seen him get up. A couple of times, and go on three 15-minute breaks. Yes, that'll be somebody in there snitching on you. Why? Because they're normies, and it's cutthroat. There's a lot of politics. You can't get a straight answer for nothing. You can't get a straight answer. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Yes, I want to close the door. Can I have a closed-door meeting? Yes, the door is always open to you. you close the door. I've just been feeling uncomfortable about the, the the rate of production that I've had here. I know you're recording me. You can't tell them that. Um, But uh, you see how hard I'm working. You just brought this little fancy pair of legs in here. She's 23. She graduated from Vanderbilt University. She seemed to hop over me pretty quickly. I'm a little concerned. Oh, well, as a matter of fact, you know, she hopped over you. She's a blue chip resume. She graduated Kumasam Samlade at uh, Kuma Sumaluda. She came Masu uh, Maluda from Vanderbilt University. She's the blue chip mindset. She had fifty companies offering her one hundred and ninety eight thousand dollars, and she's twenty three. She's blonde. She has great legs, and she got a job right over you, right over you. And you're like, "Well, I ain't got no Kumasuma Maluda." Yes, says he dropped that neck, and she dropping on her neck on the CEO. And you're like, well, "They not gonna tell you that the CEO's horny for this woman." or the middle manager, or the senior executive, or whoever. Somebody that pulled the plug, called the shot on that, said, yes, that's what we want in here. But you, all of a sudden, you ain't got no Kumasu Maluda. You graduated from Cal State Fullerton. You got your job. You got your master's degree from the University of Phoenix. You don't got a nice pair of legs. You got nothing. So you got hopped over. And you out here can't get a straight answer. How's she coming here? Hi, Kaylee, get a job. And I'm over here. I've been working for this corporation for 16 years and she jumps over me. What happened? I'm 46. She's 23. How does that work? (laughs) So um, it's 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 stuff happens and they'll just him and Hall can't give you a straight answer. Everybody keeps secrets. Uh, trust me, everybody keeps secrets and then, you know, they will pull them secrets out when they need to use it. Next thing is incompetent management, management, being competent as hell many times, not always, but yes, you can deal with some incompetent managers. Managers are just people in the way of the senior executives. That's all they are. Okay. They don't want the senior executives. Don't want to deal with the bullshit. So they'll put a manager in front of them. That's all. (laughs) All right, and the managers be out there, uh, Officer Brooks, and on people. The managers be in there acting like they job is the most important thing in the world. You be like, "Calm down, Mister Incompetent Manager. You a piece of crap anyway. What is going on with this big here? man? Our yeah, manager don't know shit." <laughs> All right, anyway, there are some good managers out there. Shout out to the good managers, but the, these managers are in place. They're basically gatekeeping or guarding. Uh, access to the real, real secrets, and once you get to the senior man, senior executive position, then you're directly tied in in meeting directly with the CEO and the board of directors. Now you're in corporate life. Now let me tell you guys, you're under one thing you guys don't know. When you're getting to that level, when you get to the level of senior executive and CEO, now you're asking me, how do I know? Have you ever been a senior executive? Let's go back to my experience. I was fitness training in a very exclusive community. I trained people that were next to the CEO of many companies. I literally had, I trained dudes that were the head, the president of companies. That was my clientele. Let me tell you something about senior executives. I'm going to tell you something. Senior executives work around the clock. Around the clock there's no moment off as a senior exec them people be let me just say i I had a dude that was a senior vice president the senior executive of a prominent company that is publicly traded his CEO was a dude he's rich he filthy rotten rich okay um they would have pictures of him catching Marlin on yachts off the sea of I don't even know what That's how rich this dude was. But this dude, this CEO, he was on a mission, dude. This dude was on a mission. And he would be up at 2.30 in the morning, the CEO. But he would text the senior VP that I trained. He would text him, 2.30 in the morning. Here, I have an idea. If that guy did not respond to him, that was his ass. Mm. That was his ass. You need to be responsive to that. The the board of directors and the CEO, you and you're gonna be the um you're gonna be the the patsy you're gonna be the patsy if the shit falls apart the CEO and the board director gonna blame you like you got the off the sea of Cortez you yeah it's like God calling you can't be like the lapdog <laughs> yeah you guys are great you can't be like oh I had uh, I had a family function to take care of my wife didn't want the phone at the the the, the dinner table um I I didn't see your text this morning I saw it in the afternoon bruh you can't do it you can't do it not at the senior executive level it's like this what and you thinking of that job 24 7 365 when you on vacation? And you on the beach, you're gonna have your BlackBerry or your company phone and your damn computer, and you're gonna be responding. You're gonna be on the ATV. You're gonna see your Apple Watch ping. Oh damn, CEO don't care that you're on vacation. Some of them don't. Some of them do. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't doing it. So the guy that I trained was a wreck. He went black. Like, I got no sleep. I got two hours of sleep last night. Last night he was just up and he was up trying to make the company better and trying to. Pfft, so it was crazy. I've seen it. I've seen the dude that was next to the one of the richest dudes in the world. He was in the senior VP. I trained him. I trained several of these dudes. And them dudes was stressed out. They look older, way older than they were. Matter of fact, the dude told me, one of the dudes told me how old he was, and I was shocked. He looked 60. And he was like, I'm 48. I was like, what? Oh my lord. But his wife was young, looked younger, and she was old as hell. I was like, what the fuck? So what you have to do, man? It's a, it's a. you're going to be put through the, you, yeah, you're going to be put through it. You ain't going to get no rest. Um, You're going to have a, you're going to have nice cars. You're going to have a nice house. You're going to live in great communities. Your kids are, if you have kids, you're going to have, a, they're going to be at the, all the best private schools your wife is going to be maybe you're going to be able to afford a stay-at-home wife you'll be making 300 400 000 a year in many cases a million dollars with stock options oh we talking big time now stock options we're going to talk about you're going to have this and that the perks go up country club travel card you're going to be traveling 24 and 7 and all of that stuff but your wife Somebody says, what is this sleep thing I heard about? Yeah. Somebody said, you've seen it. I've limited. Guys, it is, but you're going to be the sacrificial lamb. You're going to be the, you're going to be the Lee Harvey Oswald. You're going to be the patsy. You're going to be the scapegoat. Whatever happens in your department that you're over, if it falls or the company falls, if they, they're going to look at one of you senior, senior executives, one of you senior executives, which one taking the fall? Because the CEO is not taking it period. CEO is not taking the fall. You guys are. Which one of you? Uh, What do you recall? Which one of you monkeys in here is going to be the one? <laughs> yep. You'll have corporate stadium seats. You'll have access to that. You'll have access to all of that shit. Every football game, basketball game you go to, they'll be like, hey, can I get the keys to the corporate seats? Can I get the tickets tonight? Oh, yeah. Let me give you the tickets to the suite. And you'll have your family up there, your neighbors and your mom and your dad and your whole aunties and cousins. Damn, you balling. You got this great job. You got corporate seats. Yeah, we got watching Disney on Ice on the suites. Yeah, man. Every now and then, the, the CEO will take you on vacation. Why don't you come out to the Martha's Vineyard? Why don't you come out to Martha's Vineyard with, with us? Bring your whole family. Bring your kids. We'll come out to Martha's Vineyard. We'll have a blast. And they'll have a nanny, they'll have a maid and a butler, all kind of shit, people taking them on stuff to do. And you up in there with your damn button-up shirt on vacation and your damn docker shorts and your penny loafers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the CEO trying to set your ass up. And do not go get massages to the massage parlor with your CEO. He's recording you. Because the CEO, hey, man, let's go to Cancun. And then you go to Cancun and you bring in all the little senior readers that are under the legal age. And y'all have a time with them. And y'all have a whole orgy. And he going to use that against you if your job performance slips. Last thing here. This is a solution. Have an exit plan. If you're thinking about getting into corporate life, it could take you a long time to get to the top. So have an exit plan. (laughs) Have an exit plan and all of that stuff. And know when you want to get out. When you're young, corporations are a fantastic way to get started and get your feet wet. But it gets tougher in a grind when you get older. You see a lot of people succumb, get succ- succumb to ageism, meaning, um, you know, they they're young in spirit, but they fall behind in technology. Like for instance, um, people that are 50 and 60 in certain sectors are getting passed up by people who are 25 and 22. Right. And those people, because they're efficient digitally and you might be a little bit slow in your paper and pencil, you can get screwed up. Right. You can get kneecapped by not keeping up with the technology. Right. But there's certain other things you can do that you can be valuable. Also, also. One thing that I want to know, uh, acknowledge of this, this is the reason why I exited out of that type of work is that. um, As you regarding the age there. It's tougher when you get older. What will happen is, let's say you stayed at a company. This is just a scenario. You stayed there for 20 years and you worked your way up and you're actually satisfied. You don't want to leave. You don't want to move. You got your house. Your family's good. Your kids are moving out, going to college. You're an empty nester and you're good there. But the job you do, you need more money. Like the company realizes the job you do, somebody, they can hire somebody that's 26 and pay them two and three times less for the same job. But you are like, hey, I'm trying to push forward, and I want to keep growing with the company, and I want to keep getting raises. But you're trying to hit the 90000 mark at that company after 20 years. But that company starts looking, going, I can pay a 26-year-old 40000 and they'll do the job two times better and might have a better mindset and be willing to be trained better than you so they start looking at you as you're not as you're actually you're actually taking up more expenses than you're worth so they can they can replace you and the replacement is based on age woke culture is another red flag of of corporate life the woke culture is pervasive it is almost ad nauseum woke culture will cripple you if you're anti woke and you don't have to say anything to be anti woke People can feel it. So, if they feel any sense of you think somebody's funny acting because they have pronouns or a nose ring or they wear weave or a wig or they're reading rainbow or trans and you're somewhat like a MAGA guy, they're going to find your ass out. They might look at your social media, which it could be illegal, but if it does pop up, they're going to find out. All right. And then if they do feel or sense some sort of uncomfortableness, you're out. Okay. Last thing is, uh, You can't speak honestly, and that could be spirit yanking as well. You want to be able to speak honest about things. But in corporate world, honesty is not welcome unless it agrees with everybody else. So if you're on the fringe of opinions, you often have to bite your tongue on a daily basis and on a weekly and monthly and yearly basis. And that could eat at you as well if you think you just want to say something that you want to say and get it off your chest. Not in the corporate world. You can't be honest. That's just to be out. it's honestly is the worst policy when it comes to corporation. Anyway, yeah, you can't be a conservative. You can't be anti-vax. You can't be anti pronoun You can't be anti-mental therapy. You can't be anti any of this shit. And you know, what this person need to go to a safe space, go to a non a space where they can get quiet. What kind of goofy shit is that? If you say anything like that, you're fired. Mm. Yeah, you can't be pro-Trump. You can't say you vote a Republican. You, you can't really say any of these things. You got to keep it on the low unfortunately. And uh, if you're black and you're any of these things, oh boy, it's a bad thing. That's a whole nother story being black in corporate as a male. It's very, very tough. It's very, very tough on you. And some of the dudes that are somewhat successful are snidely and sneaky. Them black men out there don't trust them. If there's, you will rarely see two brothers on the same floor in the same team in the same management group. You ever see a brother a, a brother you'd be like what's up brother how you doing man you give him the black fist you give him the handshake you dap it up you give him all of this boom you hit him with the snap don't trust that brother mm. do not trust him that brother gonna stab you in the back he gonna be the first one he gonna be the very first brother to stab you in the back and he banging all the white girls at the company anyway <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's get into these. We're at the three-hour mark. Let's clean all of this up. Thank you for the support, and uh, I appreciate your commentary on this one. Thanks for sharing your stuff here. Let me see here. Uh, let's see here. Boy, you guys had a lot of Super Chats. I missed it because I was talking. Delta Fox says, I have YouTube Premium, and it also comes with YouTube Music. Normies also are paying for Spotify when they can get uh, pay YouTube and get no ads and music streaming for less. Shout out to you. All right. Shout out to Delta Fox Loxley Linux. I use my corporate money to pay my YouTube premium LOL. I also don't have Netflix. Coach gang for life. Ladies love cool seats. Uh Guys would rather run game on so-called free XXs, but not run their cars to deliver food for money. Nope. No, nah, they can't get caught doing that. Agent Machine says, how is it that these women act like they know so much about trauma and yet are clueless Completely clueless to the trauma men go through dealing with them. (laughs) That's actually a good question. For some reason, men can't be experienced trauma, right? For some reason. That's an interesting point. But, of course, they always have to be the victim. Um, AB Network guy says, Coach, I would hire her and put her on my sales team. She broke down twerking zebras, and her body language showed that she believes what she claimed. Shout out to the chicken box. Lockley Locksley says, what about living in an RV? I'm com- I'm contemplating doing that to get back on my feet. It's a good step. Downgrading, downsizing, rebuilding yourself, RV, SUV. It could be good living. Many times you might adapt to and find out it gives you levels of freedom, much more than apartments and in condos and townhouses and homes. You're going to have freedom, but, you know, it's going to be a small space. So there's just trade-offs. Matthew Ramirez, what's up, coach? Just got done, just got doing my divorce. I think got done doing my divorce, took out 80K and told her she can have the rest of the house, got, got a waste, got free. I think it means got a waste, got free. So you took 80K and you gave her the house. Does did, did she have to pay the note, though? That's the question I have. Sometimes you might give her the house, but you still have to pay the note you have to pay the mortgage does she have to pay the mortgage if so she's gonna lose the house and then it was all for nothing i don't know if you guys know that sometimes in divorce they'll give the woman the house but you still pay the mortgage or they give her the house and she has to pay the mortgage and then she's gonna end up not happy again I'm not happy. and she's gonna lose the house <laughs> adam Baum says love the blue chip mindset series shout out to the coach gang out, Big Al says, uh, CGA, I'm watching you here at work, spreading the free agent lifestyle. Let them come for me. He's ready to fight for me. MC Hamster, lots of opportunities in trades, plumbing, etc., electric. Then having real estate with your skills. I think you meant real estate. He says, there is a huge skill gap and great opportunities for young men. And this is what we are offering a young man. I'm not going to tell you you're going to be happier being in a skill trade but having a skilled trade many times will save your life because if you are in corporate but you have a skilled trade as a backup or a certification or something like that, it's life-saving in the interim. And many times you might find that you tried corporate, then you went to skills and you're like, I'm just happy being in the skilled trade. But it's hands-on, it's grueling, it's exhausting. Sometimes there's manual labor and there's also politics there, so be careful. Rex Gatling. Portable metaverse glasses like any real glasses is emerging as the new platform for content creation. It's early too. check it out. I got to write this down. Hold on for a second. Because actually one of my content creators, Steve Williams told me about uh, streaming from my Oculus Rift. My, I think Oculus glasses. And um, I was like, what you can stream from your Oculus. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's crazy. So, I actually did a stream for my Oculus and it didn't work. For some reason, I misstreamed, but I'm going to check it out because you got to be on top of these things. If you're a content creator and you think just doing YouTube is the end all be all, uh, just trust me, there's going to be people that do something that you don't do and put you out of business real fast. OK, anyway, I'm going to check that out. King Brodus, Brodicus King Broticus. most corporations are morally ambiguous and ethically flexible, especially at the top. Especially at the top. Uh, one thing I find funny is when I see people, oh, my CEO, he's so wonderful. <laughs> he's a wonderful man. And then he some comes down, everybody lines up in the hallway, up the stairs, up the elevator, up the escalator, standing around for your CEO to show up. He's your God. He comes down and he walks in, runs in, ha ha ha. Hi everybody. I'm the happy CEO wonderful meeting you guys if you ever catch me in the hallway just come up and talk to me i'm an open book i'm an open door i love everybody at this corporation you're my everything i think of you every night anyway just want to give you a words of in- inspiration these times are tough but tough people last and we are the toughest company out here we're gonna be the winners of all time you just keep being chicken box. You just keep doing what we tell you to do, and we'll be winners. See you anytime, man. Just come up to me anytime. Thank you very much. He glad-handed. He's just a politician. Mm. Now he back at Martha's Vineyard. Now he back on vacation. Now he on a yacht catching Marlin. And yo ass at the work. At work. Oh, my CEO so wonderful. Soon as you see his ass in the hallway. Hi, Mr. CEO. He look at your ass. Who is that? Nancy. Hi, Nancy. From, you know, he's got a little underling that took, that's Nancy from accounting. She does your books. Hi, Nancy from accounting. He's got the little senior executive in his ear that knows everybody. Nancy comes up, wants to talk to him for 10 minutes. I have 10-minute story to share. Oh, Nancy, I tell you what. Look, I'm just heading into a meeting. Can't talk to you right now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he looking at her like, Nancy.
1: Wait a minute. Who are you?
0: <laughs> oh man. What a world this is this show, man? It's a show. Coffee fan, thank you for the coffee. AB Network guys take days off before and after long weekends to stretch your vacation. You know how it works, man. R Singleton, I am currently have uh, a total of 38 days, but typically I will take six days off in the spring, and then I'll take some days off in August. So there he goes. You guys Um, <laughs> you guys know how to work the system. Shout out to you. AB Network guy says Shh, coach on that one. Agent Machine says it's indoctrination, it's indoctrination to incarceration or plantation to corporation, indoctrination and possibly incarceration due to false allegations or child support. Wow. And they the ops when it comes to child support. Your corporation will let them extort your money from you. If you work at a corporation and you go to child support, the company's gonna let them hijack your money legally. Ty says capitalism is anti-ethical, wait, anti-ethical, I think he says there, I can't pronounce that, to slavery, but he says it's free and voluntary, somebody tell me the definition of that word, it's free and voluntary in exchange of goods and services and private property rights, starting with ownership of oneself, let me look that word up. I'm going to look that word up because I don't know if there's a typo, but for some reason, I think there's a letter missing. But let me see here. Um, Let's see if you can hear this.
1: Antithetical.
0: Antithetical.
1: Antithetical.
0: Antithetical is directly opposite and contrasting.
1: Antithetical. So
0: he says here, let's read back so I can get some context. Okay. Uh, Capitalism is anti- antithetical to slavery. Okay. Shout out to you. Thank you for that one. And Schedule P says, coaches right again. Can confirm we can track, log, If you're on TikTok and or YouTube and how much data you have streamed to your phone while on the company network. Wow. So if you're listening to me, make sure you're not on the company network on your on your wireless smartphone. Okay, so, yes, they can see you. You're logged in. They can see that Uh, Leo K says you forgot about nepotism. The boss's kid will be your manager. So nepotism is illegal in certain states. Look up look up what states that they're illegal. So nepotism is not supposed to happen. Some state some states are anti-nepotism. Just to avoid that. Let's see here. I know I got to get a lot of paypals and all this stuff. Antithetical. Faith is in the building. Again, somebody apps in the feet pictures here. You owe me some. She says, hey, Coach, uh, reminds me of how Tina Turner, based on the movie, only wanted her name for entertainment purposes from Ike Turner Turner during the the divorce. So she's saying Tina Turner wanted her name for entertainment purposes only uh, when she divorced Ike Turner. As we know, Tina Turner is not her real name. It was a name given from Ike Turner, and I'm sure he owned it. And then he said, you ain't leaving with your name. I believe that was part of the movie. And she says, no, I need that name. So ownership of the name does become important, especially when people are um, characters, most especially rappers, they're characters, they don't use their real name. So they're this person in the public eye. But in private life, it is what it is. And she says, thanks for the info. I do use the company's Wi-Fi on my cell phone. It auto signs me in when I enter the building so they know I listen to the coach. LOL. Also, I don't get involved in company politics. I live by the model. I work to live. I don't live to work. Just pay me. As we say in the wrestling industry, just pin me and pay me. I'm a jobber. Just pay me. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Faith. Uh, Let's see here. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. Late to practice doing my 100-yard bear crawl CGA. And he also says in the movie Roots, I know it's not accurate, but but whatever. He says there's a scene where the fiddler, which I believe is Chicken George, tells Kunta, to us, you'll always be Konta, but to them folks, you're Toby. If you can't code switch, then don't do corporation players. Indeed. Indeed. We got Albert Ingram. I see why people hate you. You expose the matrix and the Hammond Eggers can't handle the truth. Keep doing God's work. Uh, what I w- always say about this, I know I'm talking about controversial things. Most of the time from the perspective of what's the truth about it. Now. If you find that I've lied about something, meaning I presented something that was completely untrue on its face. Now, I don't mean I made a mistake, right? I'm not saying find where I made the mistake because I will make mistakes. Like I'm speaking, I'm putting thousands and thousands of words together. Sometimes I will present something and it's not, you know what I mean? It was a mistake. I meant to say this, but I said that. That's fine. Correct the mistake. You don't have to say you're wrong. Just say, I think you misspoke about this. That would be simple because I can't be 100% accurate, although I'm close, speaking for three hours. Now, if you call me a liar, I have a problem with you because I did not lie about anything. I did not lie. I revealed the truth that is true it could be not true to you but it certainly could be true meaning i that's not true in my case coach i made millions of dollars in real estate congratulations doesn't mean it's not true for everybody generally understanding you got to be able to find where you come in here and say you intentionally lied to the public that's never going to happen it's not it's not present that's not what i'm doing and not only that i present always data charts, opposing opinions. I present the opposing opinion to my opinion. I present the information and show you and say, and so when people say you're wrong about home ownership, I'm saying I'm not wrong. It's just not your truth, but it is true. And here's the source. Here's the reason. Here's the explanation and so forth. I didn't lie. You just presented an anomaly. You presented exception to the rule. Not only that, you presented anecdotal evidence. You said it didn't apply to you does not mean I lied, period. Okay, and it doesn't mean I was wrong. That's not true. It didn't apply to me, coach. Well, it doesn't mean I'm wrong, okay? I'm just telling you what it is, period. Take it or leave it. But listen, if I lied, let them expose me or expose me as the liar. We got Xavion says, HOAs can also take your home and foreclose it if it has a lien or outstanding fines and membership dues aren't paid, people don't know this. People don't know this. Now, the truth of the what I know about it, I don't know if they can take your home, but they can prevent you from selling the home. I don't know if the HOA can take the home and foreclose on it. I'm not sure if that's true, but what I know is what what I know is they can put a lien on it. Even the mechanics can put a mechanics lien on your property. Thus, if you're late on payments to the HOA directly. Somebody said they can take it. They can take. They can prevent you from selling that house. And yes, they can possibly push you into foreclosure. Okay, here we go. Yeah, they can prevent you from selling it. Do you guys know that? Are you aware of that? And the HOA fees are ninety to two hundred bucks. Sometimes they're four hundred. Sometimes they're bigger than you want or can afford. But they, if you're behind on their fees, but you're current on your mortgage, they can put a lien on your property and thus prevent you from selling it. So can a person that has done work on your house. So these are the things that people have. Oh, I had a subcontractor. He did work on my house. He tried to gouge me. I refused to pay him. He took me to small claims court, but then he also put a mechanics lien on your property. These things are common. Does it happen to everyone? No, but you refuse to pay the person and they put a mechanics lien and you cannot sell your house. Period. You go to sell your house, you want to put it up on the market, the real estate agent comes back, there's a mechanic's lien on your property. What? What mechanic? Oh, this mechanic, Joe. Joe Schmo, said he did some plumbing and some fixture work and you refused to pay him. Now you can't sell your house. Now you got to go back to mechanic Joe. You got to go to a mechanic Joe and say, plumber Joe, what's going on? Well, you didn't settle up, so you ain't selling your house. Anyway. Somebody says, Coach, true to a fault, too nice in my opinion, for real. But I'm always cautious of what I say, right? I try to correct. Sometimes I'll misspeak. Sometimes I'll say billion and I'm in million. Sometimes I'll do something like that. Sometimes I'll say the dude's going to lose $100 million, the picture from the Dodger, and it's not true. It's guaranteed money. Sometimes those things happen. And I'm trying to make sure I fill in the gaps. This is why I can get a little bit talky because I can't just say something and leave it at that because you'll be in the comment section. Well, as a matter of fact, so I got to be like, well, in the opposing side, but that's part of coming across to try to bring in a good show. Just so you're not in the comment section, losing your mind over some bullshit. And I don't know where you pick out the bullshit. You were wrong, coach. As a matter of fact, there's no Marlins in the Sea of Cortez. You'll be in my comment section with that. I'm like, you took that out of three hours of content. You took marlins and sia cortez and yachts and tried to disprove and discredit my entire show i cannot stand people like that but there are people like that this is part of the job <laughs> all right all right but there are people like that and i'm like oh. and then there will be 50 people that like it i'm like oh my god like what are we doing what is this do they listen to him there's actually no marlins in the sia cortez why wouldn't somebody listen to this moron <laughs> they're in there with 80 replies. 50 likes. See, that discredits everything that he says. Since he thinks Marlon, what kind of guy that thinks Marlon's in senior Cortez? All right, anyway. Anyway, but they do it. They do it. Albert Ingram, you might disagree with me on this one, coach, but I don't think men should go to college, not in this day and age. I think men should go to the military or get a trade. I don't disagree with it. I don't think college is for everybody. One of the reasons why most morons are in student loan debt. (laughs) Right? Because you thought going to college was enough. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. And so your ass went there and got a useless degree. Now you're trying to figure out life at 45 and 50, still paying down that debt. Right? We can talk about that later. Yeah. You went to college, you should have got a trade. You should have went to military. You should have did something else. You should have been an entrepreneur. You should have done. Yeah, I don't know what you should have done, but co- got, college is not for everybody. Get What I would tell you is get a certification or a trade, and, and here's the thing. You don't need... Uh, you can do this right out of high school, sometimes in high school. Here's a bit of information for men and women that are watching. You can get a certification or a trade certification or a trade, whatever it is, right out of high school. You can get a real estate license right out of high school. You can get a HVAC IT right out of high school. You don't need to go to no damn two years of general ed. You don't need to go to no junior college. Now, once you get the cert, then you can go to junior college, and then now you double whammyed. Now you double hit. Now you double insulate you can go get it now. You can go to get a C, um, CDL right now, 18. What do I do? Work at the 7-Eleven, bag groceries? Go get a CDL, sir. I don't want a CDL, sir. Dude, just go get it. Go get the damn thing. Who cares? <laughs> I got more degrees and certifications than I actually need. You guys know this. I have a real estate license. I have a, a fitness trend certification, and it's not just fitness. It's strength and conditioning from two people. I have a strength and conditioning cert. I have a master's degree, a bachelor's degree, and I have a skill set, and I have a CDL and a motorcycle's license. Man, please. I'm trying to be not get put out of no economy. <laughs> right? I'm always trying to be employable. Yep, I got C fitness cert, CPR cert, and I got books. I got content. Man, I ain't trying to never be employed. I ain't trying to never go get no corporate job. She. Anyway, all I'm missing is the PhD. Go get certs, man. Go get certs. Go get training. Go Go follow an electrician around. Get a cert. Go get a firefighter cert. Go get a CPR cert. Go get one. It's cheap as hell. Go get your guard card. Go get a guard card. Go get your guard card. Everybody, go get your guard card. (laughs) It takes a day or two. A day or two. All you got to do is go listen to somebody tell you if you're a security guard, do this, do that. Go get your guard card. What the fuck, dude? Anyway. Or go get a degree. Go Go get a degree if you want to. But you better have a plan for that degree because you're paying you're paying thousands and thousands of dollars for this thousands and spending years. So it better be worth it. Where are we at here? Uh Oh. PayPal's PayPal's PayPal was like, what are we doing? Guard card is one of the cheapest things you can get, and everybody needs a guard. Everybody needs a security guard. Shout out to DGC more Naima Yasaka is gonna be a baby mama, total fumble. Oh man, damn, man. She oh man, she don't want to play tennis no more, I guess. But I can't be mad at her. She's young, so she's deciding for motherhood. So but I guess she's gonna be a single mother. She's gonna be a single mother. (laughs) Yeah, but guys are always talking about how they can't get ahead, and then I'm like. Have you do you have any certs certs are very cheap and inexpensive and it doesn't take you that much intelligence to get a certification like (laughs) you go get the book like you should be never really out of a job barber skills like come on man like you should never be like I'm just completely out of a job like don't live your life like that that is anti blue chip mindset that's that's loser mindset. That's welfare mindset. That's welfare mindset. How you out of a job? Like you can't get none? Please. Please. You can't get none? Come on, man. KW says you are speaking facts. A sister was fired from Apple on the corporate side for posting her job routine on TikTok. She violated her contract with the company by showing parts of the building. Damn. So that's the other thing on social media. You can't speak freely on social media either. Not even in the comment section. Not even in the comment section can you speak freely on social media. So think about that when you go to corporate jobs. Um, You'll be one of those guys that say, I can't can't say on social media. Why? (laughs) Like, why? Oh, you got a corporate job. So be careful with that, too. That's part of freedom. Damn. No government name. As a black man working in corporate America, I get attacked on all sides. He says the worst is normie co-workers trying to control you into marriage, even though they are happily unmarried. That Boy, that is a big one. No government name. And one thing we will also mention. Oh, you had something else. What they'll do is say how marriage will help you. That's a trap. I fell for that one, just so so you know. I fell for the marriage will help you trap. I I fell for that one in corporate, meaning when I was in college basketball. So they'll say marriage shows stability. It shows that you have a family. It shows that you're loyal. It shows that you can make a commitment. And what they'll do is say, hey, if you're married, they'll promote married people ahead of single people. And one of the reasons they can explain that away is because single people are mobile. You're mobile. Like, I can take a job in Cleveland and leave Cincinnati or I'll I'll leave uh, uh Des Moines tomorrow because it's just me. But when you got kids in school and you have wife and a home and all these things attached to that area, they know you ain't going nowhere. And not only that, that's a positive for them, but it's also a, a positive, a negative for you because then you'll be more willing to put up with bullshit because you ain't going nowhere. You Can't leave that house. Can't leave that job. Can't leave that city. Can't leave the kids can't upload the kids and uproot them so you'll be willing to put up with bullshit and they like oh this person quit looks like you're doing their job and your job no increase in pay guess what it's a it's this is why that's a trap this is why I can legitimately say that's a trap but there's positives and negatives to it doesn't mean it's a trap a bad trap but it's a way of entrapping you marriage mortgages houses jobs right those are things to entrap you and there are trade-offs for great benefits to it, too. I'm not saying it's bad. I got to clear that shit up. But it can be a way that they leverage against you. Hey, you, you, you're you married, you're stable, you, got, you bought a house? Oh, you bought a house. Oh, fantastic. They know they got you. They got you. Okay. Then you, you ain't going nowhere. And he also says, coach, you should talk about, also talk about how neighbors can use code enforcement to bully people into doing what they want if there's no HOA, there's also code enforcement which is a branch of the police which is some things that people don't know as well so neighbors can do things to bully you and sometimes you might have to sue your neighbor owning property that's another thing that people don't talk about things are you know things are th- trees are in you know trees are in the backyard noise complaints uh there's a whole bunch of things that can happen there as a result of uh, owning a property. And people just act like, no, just bought a house, just made money and walked away. (laughs) Right? No. there You put up with bullshit in that home ownership. Let's talk about it. Can we talk about that truth without saying it's bad or any of that? Last one. Loxley Linux says, hey, CGA, I I make mental health videos at my corporate job. I literally make the content we sit here and clown on. (laughs) It's soul crushing, but at the end of the day what's important is i got money indeed all right uh we're at the 3 hour 22 minute mark i wanted to sneak this in but here what's the opposite of the blue chip mindset it's the welfare mindset lose it and here's a couple of examples i'll go through them quickly here it is right here um oh i did close a tab but uh let's just put it up here alexandria's guaranteed income program moves forward payment start next month this is the welfare mindset Here it is right here. Last month, Alexandria, which I'm thinking is Virginia's guaranteed income pilot, pushed forward into a new phase. 170 applicants out of 4,000 were selected for the program, which payments start scheduled in February. It's a recurring income for success and equity programs. If you're doing any of these programs, you are welfare mindset. You are not the blue chip mindset. If you're waiting for the government to pay you anything, and yes, reparations is on the list. You're on the welfare mindset. Lose it. If you get the check later on, you got the check, but you need to work without the check. Here's another welfare mindset. Biden administration proposes new student loan repayment plan that could cut some payments in half. The US Department of Now that their payment thing, they're getting away with 10 and 20,000 dollars is falling down. Now they're doing what? Oh, we need to find another way to help out. Guys, get rid of the welfare mindset. Join the blue chip mindset. Hit the like on this stream. Hit the like before you exit and hit the subscribe if you didn't shout out to the coach game and tell me where I lied and we out of here peace
2: I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it all I got to do is put my card in and that's it and put the pin number and boom money just comes right out